John Podcast Network. Caught, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I was like, Hunter, you look like a fucking Street Fighter ancillary character. Oh my god. I am barefoot in shorts with a color-coordinated... <laughs> Like Letterman jacket and T-shirt, and then I have these Ronda Rousey ass braids. <laughs> I was like, I look yeah. like a kickboxer. Oh, yeah, it's streaming on Pluto, yeah. And a weird thing kept happening every time it would cut to commercial. Okay. I recorded it just so you could post this if you want to. Oh, boy. It would flash like a, not even a title card. It's, it's like, like a picture, it's like a promo photo <sighs> of the guys. And it says, like, Beverly Hills Cop 2 on the bottom. And in between the flashes, we were seeing, like, the product for the commercial that's coming up. Oh, the so signal like, was, like, fucked So, like, made up? or whatever. Anyway, and then sometimes it would just do this. Or it's just flashing black. It's just strobing. Yeah. <laughs> like non-stop strobing. So Dude. like every 25 minutes, it would just like, <laughs> it was like, hey, we're going to tell you about avocados. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the fucking thing they do with tr- movie trailers now where it's like, in 10 seconds, you'll see the trailer for whatever. And I'm like, you could have started it already. Don't right. tell yeah. me you're going to do a trailer. But it would That just... should be all advertising is. Yeah. It should it should be like and now we go to commercial and it should be just be the just a flash. the title card of what you're watching, like you know, <laughs> what was that fake uh, Martin Short <laughs> TV show where he played balls that we made up? I don't even remember that. Hanging with Uncle Joey, that's what Jesus it was. Jesus Christ! He was he played Uncle Joey's balls. Did we do that? Yes, we did. Yeah, we in did. The first, <laughs> in the first Beverly Hills Cop. Hanging with Uncle Joey. So it would just be the title card, whatever it is, for Hanging with Uncle Joey, flashing, and then just the product photo for whatever they're selling, flashing. No commercial, no dialogue, no music, just flashing for 30 seconds. Oh, my God. It'd be great. So the Martin Short train has already appeared. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you guys haven't listened to the first Beverly Hills Cop, you should. Yeah, the Martin Short train is basically the Martin Short attention span train. <laughs> And it he swing- just comes in and derails the <laughs> it conversation. It swings by the, the, the podcast frequently <laughs> to get us off topic. Because, it's- as you may or may not know, Martin Short does not appear, nor is not mentioned, in Beverly Hills Cop. And yet we talked about him for about 25 minutes. Well, and yeah. you know, it wouldn't be that far-fetched if he was, because right. there's a lot of people in these movies. Yeah. Chris Rock is in this. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried is great in this. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, there's so there's like a, a you know a pattern in the first Beverly Hills Cop. It's Damon Wayne's first, uh huh. No, it's Chris first Rock. on screen. It's Chris Rock's first yeah. on screen appearance, like in a major major feature film. Like that's cool. Yeah. And they're both like pretty good fun. They get know. good lines. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're good. I mean, it's Damon Wayne's doing a character, and Chris Rock just kind of being Chris Rock. That's true. But also, that's what they were respectively known for. Like you know. The way right. the Wayanses did character work, they did you know in Living Color was all characters, and yeah. Chris Rock was kind of just known for being Chris Rock. Yeah. So I think it's really like it's a good showcase 
for young talent where clearly Eddie Murphy was like, oh, this guy's funny. We'll throw him in a scene. I think that's great. Spoilers, the third one doesn't have that. <laughs> no. Spoilers, there's a lot the third one doesn't have. Doesn't have. <laughs> Interestingly, though, it has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes than this one does. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's real weird to me. Yeah, this I one's down in the 40s. It. I don't. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I think, I think. I think. I think sequels might just get a bad rap. Well, I think that could be part of it. But also, I get the impression that anybody who voted positively for the third one never saw the other two. Here's the thing, man. After we recorded the first episode, because I rewatched it, you know, the first the first movie for that. And after we recorded it, I was like, I kind of want to watch the other two. I had a really good time with this. Mm-hmm. So I did. I, like, the next night I watched two, and then after that I watched three. And I remember liking three as a kid. And this time I watched it, and I was like, oh, we're at the part that I thought was the climax of the movie about a half an hour in. Yeah, and I was like, not. I was like, where the fuck else does this movie go? And it's, it's just like, spirals. Yeah, it's nuts. So, I mean, like, spoilers, we are doing the third one this year. Yeah, you'll hear about it, so put a pin in that. So let's, yeah, let's back burner that. (laughs) Uh, Hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another Hey Watch, Great Watch. (laughs) I'm your best host on the East Coast, Hunter Bush. That's good. And with me is my part-time partner in crime. That's also good. Uh, Tina Dillon. (laughs) (laughs) And our, our, our special guest today, returning to work to work our way through this trilogy. Oh, here I am, Michael Chalton. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. It's Mikey four times now. How many Michaels? How many Michaels? How many Michaels? How many Michaels? Yeah. <laughs> We're doing how many Michaels? Because, yeah, you, I, I don't know if you thought I might have forgot. I did not. According to the experts at babycenter.com, Michael is the 17th most popular boy's baby name in the United States in 2023, up 16 places from last year. Uh-huh. That's right. The name's popularity peaked I in 1970. <laughs> I, I made it happen. <laughs> Single-handedly. It's all from this podcast. <laughs> the name's popularity peaked in 1970 with roughly 46,000 babies out of every million babies being named Michael. What year did I peak? As of 2023, <laughs> roughly 4,000 out of every million babies is named Michael. So let's play How Many Michaels. How Many Michaels. Do you have any guesses? Uh, Tina, let's start with you. How many total? Remind me, is this the cast whole cast and crew? And crew? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Clear. seven. Seven is a good guess. Of your guest seven, uh, how many do you think in the cast alone? Three. Michael. I'm going to reach into double digits and go with 11. 11 total? 11 total. How many in the cast alone? Two. Michael's the closest. Total is 12. But (laughs) Tina is right. Exactly three in the cast. Interesting. Yes. Michael DeMarlo is doorman at Adriano's. (laughs) Uh Michael here... Adriano's, I believe, uh, is that the um, exploding? No, that's the oh, that's, that's the, gun, the club? gun club. Okay, right. So he is... does a bit in the very beginning of the movie that's Adriano's, and I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. place what, what was... it is. It's when he goes in to talk to the guy with the credit card. Oh, the credit card guy. Oh, Vinny. Yes, Robert okay. Pastorelli. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, maybe that's correct. I think that's Adriano. So that's the doorman there. Um, Michael here is uh, is credited as bodyguard. So that narrows it down. All right. Uh, and Michael Francis Kelly uh, is guard at gate, which I'm guessing is the Towards warehouse the at the end. Yeah. the end. Yeah. 
Michael Tromick is one of the editors. Michael Amundsen is additional second assistant director. Sure. <laughs> this guy's name is Mike Blaze. Yeah, it is. And he is the prop master. <laughs> well, what other kind of job could you get? Right. You could 420 Blaze it. That's right. He could own a, a dispensary. Well, maybe he does also. Yeah, everybody's yeah. getting into the game now. Mike Tyson. Maybe that's it was Mike Tyson's. Mike. It's Mike Tyson's <laughs> weed alias. Yeah. <laughs> Call Mike me Mike Blaze. Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Higglemeyer is prop lead person, which is a weird way to phrase that. Prop lead, lead person. person. Michael W. Moore is a prop maker. Michael Hare, who played the bodyguard, also did other stunts. He's credited as a stuntman separately. Mike Benson is camera operator. J. Michael Popovich is a dolly grip. And Michael Antonez is a transportation captain. He's a captain. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I like to call out the, yeah, the hey, cast and crew. They're, uh, uh, yeah. We didn't forget about you. We could not make these movies without you. So, because I know you guys watched this today, uh-huh. uh, I don't know if you looked at any of the promo materials for this film. The only thing I did, we watched the trailer okay. because it like auto-played while we were getting ready to watch it. Um, I, you know, was scrounging up photos and stuff uh, to throw in a f- folder on my phone. And uh, on the posters, there are two things that I noticed. One is, like, the tagline, one of the taglines for this is, Axel Foley is back, period. Back where he doesn't belong, period. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like that, seems, that seems, like, racist. <laughs> I was going to say, That's... is that the way we should have worded that? Right. No, he's a good cop. If anything... He is like the inciting incident that gets all right, of them I, to listen, do their jobs. I get even that, the like, other good cops. I get that he's not supposed to be in Beverly Hills, and he's not supposed to be investigating this. Right, but it's 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 that he isn't supposed to be there. It's not that he doesn't belong. Right, he sticks out. Yeah, you could say back where he's not supposed to be. It's right. not as catchy, but it no. is more accurate. Right, and comes off less cringy now in twenty twenty three. I don't know. I feel like they have to add context. It should just say Axel Foley is back. Period. Back in Beverly Hills. Period. Back, back yeah. Well, I was Hills. gonna say if they added back in Beverly Hills where he doesn't belong, that right. might be better. Maybe, but yeah. that's too long. So back really out of his be... jurisdiction. On a, uh, what do they call it? A multi-jurisdictional yeah, task force. Put, <laughs> task they could have just been real cringy and put like straight out of Detroit. Yes. Well, that oh. I don't. That was not a phrase yet, but it sure would be. Oh, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, it no, it was not. I mean, close. Not far after. Yeah. Like, this is 87. This is 87. So. so yeah. Or maybe that's where it started. Yeah. 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 <laughs> straight out of Detroit. <laughs> Yes, NWA all saw this and were yeah, like, that's fucked they, up. They were like, we gotta make a song about this. Whole concept record. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 really, really let the franchise down with his advertising campaign. It's but the really other... subtle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the concept record got lost in the, in the sauce, kind of. They were like, they're like, I think we have larger things to say. <laughs> The other thing I noticed is that a lot of the posters use the phrase, the heat's back on. Okay. Mm, okay. Because the heat is on was a huge yeah. fucking song on the yeah, first soundtrack. Yeah, we listened soundtrack. to it on the way here. Right, of course, <laughs> as as one does. Yeah. But I was like, man, this, you fucking money on the table that they did not record. The heat's back on. Well, that's true, yeah. The heat's back on, like, on the street again. You could just splice those words in, too. You don't right. have to re-record the whole thing. No, just get a new vocal track. Boom, it's great. You're good. I'm sure you have the masters for this. I mean, I like that they seem to do a full carry through of the first soundtrack to the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nearly identical. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of like, remember the first. I mean, I, this isn't just this movie. It's sequels, especially of this right. era in general. But there's a lot of like, hey, do you remember the first one? 
Because you might remember this ditty. Here's the only thing about the music. Every time it starts playing, I think it's like a cell phone going off on screen or something. Like, I don't know what yeah. it is. You know, like, I remember one scene, Axel opens the drawer to his desk or somebody's desk, and the, the theme song starts playing. And I was like, oh, there's a phone in the desk. It's going to be a phone. It just yeah. started ringing as he opened. And I'm like, wait, no. It's his car isn't. phone. It's this big. Yeah, right. You know, uh, I feel that way maybe even more than you because it was my Nokia yeah. cell phone ringtone for right. ever. Well, and it's especially good in MIDI. Ah, <laughs> uh, now it's the Philly Pops with their rendition of <laughs> Axel F. Oh, my God. Yeesh. Oh, by the way, have yeah. you seen the cover for the album or maybe the single for Axel F? I don't think so. It's quite a sight. He and looks like one of the Lost Boys. Wait, he's one part Michael Bolton, <laughs> and he's one part one of the Hardy Boys, but I don't know which. <laughs> yeah, dude. He does. And I like that he went with Harold, Harold F. F. For well, Axel F. That's right. But yeah, I, every time I was watching this movie, and they did something that reminded me of the first movie, I'm like, oh, okay. They're doing this. Like, literally, like, you know, he gets to Beverly Hills, and he's driving, and he's smiling at you know, ladies in uh -huh. passing cars, and they're not giving them the time of day again. Right. And I, I just kept going, the heat's back on. <laughs> <laughs> the only song that was noticeably different is the strip club song. Yes. it's mm. not um, Vanity. Yes, it was Vanity. Yeah. Yeah, they would go to another strip club. And they, also, they, you know, it's not, like, obviously a strip club. No. They're like, oh, we have to go into this club. And they go inside. I'm like, oh, it's a strip club? And I'm like, the heat's back on. Like, um, <laughs> just kept okay. saying it. Also, the stripper in that strip club is so intense. Yes. Yeah, all right. So let's talk about the plot of the movie. Because the first movie, there's a very clear narrative. This one gets a little muddy. It's yeah, and there's a lot of back and forth in this. It's it's yeah. very clear they just wanted to bring him back to the to the screen. Um, I think they've had the idea before they had the story. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were like, oh, we'll just pencil it in for three years from now. Yeah. I'm sure we can make a movie in that time. Well, they tried to do a gotya, I think, that is unsuccessful. What, what what's the gotya? Well, because or maybe maybe it's not supposed to be a gotya for the audience. You know, they try to make it seem as though they caught the alphabet, whatever. Oh, with oh, Dean Stockwell. Yeah. yeah. And Carl's, then Carlos. and they, they kind of build it up to be that's the ending. And then you catch Axel like, nope, something's not right here. And then they go back in and now the story is more complicated. Yes. But like right at the tail end of this movie, does this become more complicated? Right. They catch the fake guy with 20 minutes left in the movie. Right. And then they spend the last 20 minutes catching the real guy. Okay. Is this right. going to get into the turtle scene? No, we will talk about the turtle scene. Because <laughs> that's where I thought this was going. Uh, no, even when he's deciphering the last um, like cipher, when he's like, he's like, oh, this one, you know, this one was easy. It's like they wanted us to decipher this. This isn't that guy. Definitely not. It's not. This isn't Charles. This isn't Chip. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. And it only works to, yeah, stick it to the Lutz. It only yeah. works to stick it to Lutz at the end. Yeah, I don't know. It's not even, like, in there long enough or focused enough to be, like, dramatic irony. No. It's just kind of like, it's real it weird. It feels tacked on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The plot as as it is in this movie is what? Bogomil gets shot. Axel is doing the same shit he was doing in the first movie, now in the second movie. He's running a scam. Well, yes. Okay, we're starting there. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, like it's that's the same. Opens the same way with him doing basically the same thing. Yep. 
And then um, he's supposed to meet Bogomil and maybe Billy and uh, That's the Taggart. impression I get. They keep showing the picture the of all of them. The photo before them, yeah. To go fishing, and Bogomil calls him and is like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, we'll reschedule. Uh, I'm in the middle of something. I'll get back to you. And then he, uh, Axel finds out that Bogomil got shot, and he's right. in the hospital. So... I, I never remember the what the hierarchy team. is. Well, uh, it's Todd, but Todd. is it Todd. Captain? Captain? I think it's a lieutenant. Lieutenant, okay. I think it's his lieutenant. So, yeah, he, he he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I, I gotta do a thing, uh, you know, I'll be off the grid for like three days. You know, I need like a couple thousand dollars or whatever. He's like, all right, I got all this paperwork for you taking money, but I don't have any other paperwork for you bringing in criminals. And it he's makes like, his dick itch. Yes. I yep. love that one. <laughs> so, man. So weird. Yeah. Stop thinking too much. It makes my dick itch. Is yeah, that what he yeah. said? Yes. <laughs> thinking too much makes my dick itch. I was like, all right. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm, now I'm only thinking about that. <laughs> I so think I you guess... should have that checked out because I think they're separate problems. <laughs> yeah, they might not be related. Todd. <laughs> Lieutenant Todd. Yeah, so he, he flies out to Beverly Hills and then he immediately starts in on trying to figure out who shot Bogomil. And I guess in the interim... Everybody except for Bogomil and Rosewood and Taggart have been fired by the new Captain Lutz. Everybody hates him and he sucks. And there's a serial killer that they don't really make too much of. Like, they keep mentioning it, but it's never like... At no point did I watching it think the movie was about a serial killer. Because we open with, like, a robbery. Right. Right. Like, you don't even know those things are related at first. Then when you see Bogomil get shot, it's uh, Brigitte Nielsen... Which we'll get to. That's a big bitch. That's a big bitch. He says it twice. I know. Two times. He wanted to make sure that made it in the movie. He's like, I'll put it in two scenes. I mean, she is. She is. She's, that's that's why she got hired. Like, she's so statuesque and has a great look. And, you know, yeah, super blonde and severe. Enormous and mm-hmm. she's yeah. like an Amazon. Yeah. And, Probably. like, she's also, it's weird casting because of her relationship to Stallone, which we'll get to. She shoots Bogomil and then is like, here's the what turns out to be the second clue the second thing because it has a b on it and apparently it was it was going in sequence but they guessed that from the first letter which we don't actually ever like hear we you know they're just like it's the alphabet killer and it's like because you got one letter one note that said a on it i didn't think of that until now but the second letter is the letter b B. that she Mm -hmm. hands him bogomil when he gets shot right. right So, yeah, you assumed it's the alphabet killer because of one letter? One thing, and they are already calling him as, like, a serial killer or whatever, and I'm just like, that seems like a huge leap. Because I didn't put it together until near the end of the movie. They're like, wait, his racetrack is called, like, Epsilon Fields or whatever? And it's like, E's the next letter, and the alphabet killer's... And I was like, you're only up to E? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, B was, like, in sequence? I just assumed it was like, oh, they're getting random letters all across the city or whatever. B is Bogomo. Right. I was like, oh, that makes sense, but... For it to be like, oh, they did A, then B, then C, then D, and the crimes matched up. I was like, that's like a Batman fucking, you know, gimmick. Very Riddler-esque. Yeah. Right. But it's so weird that they were in sequence like that. I'm still trying to figure out if his whole end game was about the racetrack and the oil field being like a cover for all these guns. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still hazy on exactly what the end game was, but why would you want to alert anybody to all these people you're killing off to make this happen like don't you just want to commit a crime and have nobody be like right it's definitely going to be one of the banks like that's what i'm saying is like yeah 
I understand why serial killers send letters to police departments. Right, and I understand the concept that he would do it to distract them from his real crimes. Yeah, maybe. Right, be like, ah, we'll do a bunch of shit that makes it seem like there's a serial killer, Mm -hmm. and they'll all be distracted to do that, like, paying attention to that, while we do this other fucking, you know. Okay, that's, it's a throw. Right. It's fine, I guess. But it's not, it's not actually unrelated. It's the next letter in sequence. Well, right, also. They point that out, so I'm like, wait, so you were like, you were actually being like, I'm going to commit another crime, and maybe there's a chance that you'll... It's like, why even do this? It doesn't yeah, make sense. I don't know. I, the actual underlying plot, aside from, like, buddy cop reuniting right. stuff, mm-hmm. is real fast and loose. It's tenuous, yeah. Yeah, it's... So in the 80s, in a lot of 80s movies, usually teen movies, but not... Action movies, too. But I there's, you're going where I think you're going. Yeah, there's uh, what I've heard referred to, and I've, I've started referring to it as, the vague drug trade. Which is, you're just like, oh, you're watching this movie, and then they're gonna all learn capoeira and then fight a bunch of bad guys. Why? Eh, drugs. It's just like drugs with a question mark. It's like drugs, <laughs> I think. Drug. And that's what it is in so many movies. Like, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's drugs in the school. Who's, are they making them in the school? Or why is it, why are, why are we doing capoeira? <laughs> and it's like, oh, because capoeira. That's the real reason. And this is kind of that, but it's weapons instead of drugs. The, what is the so speaking of Batman Dent, his name is I know played I, by Jurgen Prochnow. Yeah, pardon, Gazoon tight, Jurgen Prochnow of Das Boot. Jurgen indeed. Jurgen, but I don't understand. So he owns all this land, all these different businesses, all these uh, you know he has all these interests. He owns the gun club, he owns the racetrack, he owns whatever, whatever other bullshit. We find out at the end of the movie he's let all his um, insurance insurance lapse except for the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're going to do a crime at the racetrack which would pay him the money even though he's so, left the country because also he's been – he's buying guns here and then he's going to take them to South America and sell them for like ten times what yeah, he paid. So- I think the idea is the racetrack and the oil field are connected. Yeah. He's an oil field next to his racetrack. Right. Where the, the horses, horses, like where the horses go graze. And, yeah, they go yeah. Yeah. racing the in the graze. oil fields. Not dangerous yeah. at all. Nope. I think the idea was he let everything else lapse. He kept he put all his money into this so that he could stage a robbery. Right. And then they would And pay they off. would yeah, they would insur- like insurance would pay them. But he's also leaving the country so he can go sell his guns. Well, right, but the insurance would allow for him to do that. I like guess. the insurance payment would allow for him to leave the country and then he could go and sell his guns there. Listen, I don't really think this tracks very well no matter how we try to look at it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we shouldn't have broken it down like that. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> Did it ruin it for you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't think it's the important plot of the movie, even though it is the through line. Right. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was, up until that last switch, it was kind of easy enough to follow and easy enough to be entertained. And, yeah. you know, here's Axel back at it with the boys, you know. Right. And, and yes. that, that's fine. So I wasn't really, like, thinking too much about, like, the quality of the story, I guess. No, I wasn't um, either until... Until it really started to fall on its head. Well, those last 20 minutes where you're like, it, what now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's when everything kind of comes to a crashing realization where you're just like, oh, actually, this kind of went nowhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, okay. It's, it's fun. I mean, it went somewhere, but I don't know but how like, it got there or why. So the first 
Alphabet Crime is robbing a jewelry store, which I guess started with an A, but I didn't notice. Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Maybe. Oh. Is that Alphonse? Alphurpins? 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 Alphurpins. It's Al Frank. That's right. I forgot his his brief cameo. It's Al Adriano's. Adriano's. Oh, we were way off. Yeah, were we? So maybe it was Adriano's. That's the jewelry place. The second the second crime. But Bogomil's already investigating it. Again, they're treating it like it's the fucking Zodiac killer. But nobody died in the first. Oh or, yeah, or, right. one oh, guy got shot. That's right. But it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like a murder. Right, it was, no, right? They, well, it was somebody got killed during a robbery. It just seems like a they, robbery gone bad. Well, it doesn't right. look like it was but, like a targeted thing. Exactly. So, like, but, who but opens was... up a serial killer investigation on right. that? Bogomil. Bogomil's just yeah, like, right. Oh, fucking Bogomil. Bogomil. like, I fucking heard about serial killers. <laughs> wait, we I'm going to find one before I retire. <laughs> I wonder, though, if he put it together because I'm gonna be B. <laughs> we yeah. know that he was on the oil field. Right. That all makes sense, but it only kind of, to me, from a story construction point of view, it only makes sense if this is like, this is the fifth murder or something. Right, and they're all in succession. But they know, okay, but... By letter. But wait, the oil field is owned by Dent and the girl. What's her name in this? Uh, Her name is Carla. They know that they're the prime suspects in this burglary, robbery, murder situation. Of the jewelry jewelry store? store. Yeah, because Carla is the one who kills the guy. Right. And they did so, see a large blonde woman, right? I mean, yeah. Yes, okay. She wasn't in a mask or anything. So Sure. Oh, they yeah, they shoot the that's right. She gets out of the car and they shoot the uh the doorman. They shoot the doorman, but then right. they get in there and she shoots the guy who's on the second floor. Oh, several that's right. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Um yeah. So I don't know if he's the owner or what the deal is. What how he's involved, we don't know. Right. It could just be the Bogomil got the descriptions of these people who did this and thought that sounds like the woman who co-owns this racetrack or whatever, whatever her place sure. is. Sure. And then he goes and investigates the oil field and they realize that he's on to them early on. It's still a stretch. That's a big leap. Because, okay, they even say in the movie, like, six-foot blonde women grow on trees out here. It just seems weird. Unless I missed dialogue about why why he was, like, after a single crime where I would say an average number of people getting killed in the, the, you know, the committing of the crime happened. It wasn't like, oh, it's a mass murder. It wasn't an unprompted shooting. It was like, no, it was a robbery where people got killed. Um, which unfortunately happens. It's weird that he was like, I did some digging. It's like, what? Because then he was, he's digging why? into the 350, <laughs> 385 club or whatever. Right. And it's like, again, yeah, for I, this to only, for him getting shot being the second that's true. crime of I the also, spree is so weird to me. I also don't, I know that the 385 club, he's like holding that piece of paper and he has it and Axel finds it later. Yes. He's like, oh, he's on to something. Does that ever tie back in later? That's owned by the, I think it might be owned by Dent, but it's also where um, the uh, arms dealer guy, Thermopolis, it's where he hangs out. Who's Thermopolis? <laughs> he, he's the arms dealer guy. He's in two scenes. He's in the strip club scene. Okay. And that's what club 385 is. Strip club. Oh, that's the strip club. Yes. Oh, okay. And that's when Axel's like, who's the uh, popular blonde over there? in the Thermopolis. Thermopolis. And he's also at, we'll get there, the Playboy Mansion party. Yep. And that's what... Playboy is featured prominently in this movie. Sure, yeah. 
It's it's the sequel. You gotta it's, go big. It's Paul Reiser's favorite thing. It is. He is reading it at work. He's real into Playboy Sisters. Yes. Paul Reiser, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey needs if, to get it together. Jeffrey is reading pornography at his job. Uh-huh. Never a good sign. No, and like broad daylight. Right. At it's his not like desk. he's o- working an overnight and he's alone. Speaking of working overnight, Whoa. Paul Reiser looked high as fuck oh, probably, in about yeah. two-thirds of his appearance in this movie. Yeah. Like, the scene where he has to go and make the payphone call and uh-huh. he's telling them, like, stay in the car, stay in the car. I was like... Is his character supposed to have been doing coke all night, or has he just been fucking partying all night? Because he looks like I shit. I think it's both. I mean, because it's it's literally the sun is coming up yes. behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was like. Maybe. And he totals the Ferrari. Yes. And we don't know if it's that night or not. What? Yeah. yeah. What happens? He's just in a fucking leg cast at the end. Uh huh. It's so weird. This, but this is the storyline that you remembered as being in the yeah. first one, which is babysit my car for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like their dynamic, though. Yeah. I think it's really funny. Third movie should have been both of them. Yeah. They should have both gone to the they West They should have Coast. finally taken him mm-hmm. undercover. Yeah. That makes so much more sense, honestly. Uh-huh. That's a much better threequel. Yeah. And Call then, me. I have ideas. I have, yeah. And they like, could still go to the stupid fucking Bobo-ass Disneyland. Oh, it's really bad. It's really terrible, but they could still go. That could still be a thing that would work. You could make that work. Do we have to? We'll get there in November. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to make sure I really nailed down my confusion. Oh, I think you did. On this serial killer thing. Jewelry, heist, sure, two people die, okay. But but two people in a robbery or three or whatever, in a robbery dying doesn't seem like a serial crime. No, and it doesn't warrant the kind of investigation that they decide to open up. Right, in... As everything that uh, NYPD Blue and um, NCIS and all those shows, Law & Order, SVU, they've all taught me is that there's a whole separate, you know, task force for serial crimes, right? So, it seems weird that Bogomil or anybody would be, like, focusing on this robbery as anything more than a robbery where some people got killed. Now, again, I might have missed some dialogue about, like, oh, this is why he was suspicious or whatever, but... That was it's one one crime because the second crime is shooting Bogomil and leaving an envelope with a B, and then what's the third one? No idea. Uh, C was uh, crime. Crime. C <laughs> was crime. That was, that was C the for one. crime. D was don't do it. Was, uh, <laughs> and then E was the Elysian Fields <laughs> or whatever. E is enough already. Yeah. <laughs> e was the racetrack robbery. Um, what was C? Oh well, one was I a bank. Idea. That was D. That's the one where they they shoot Charles. And frame him as the mastermind. Maybe that's CND. C and Charles. Boy, they are really fast tracking this fucking <laughs> serial killer. Hitting all the letters. I, that's crazy to me. And that's what, like, realizing it as I was watching it, like, we're only at E? Like, what's even weirder is how desperately the mayor wants this solved. Yeah. One fucking robbery. Yeah. I bet it was Gerald Ford. It's Gerald Ford. Boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> really something. <laughs> That was a great scene. They all stand and applaud him yeah, when he uh, leaves. <laughs> it's the Oh, it's brilliant. Alright. So way back on this show, like a hundred episodes ago almost, ninety episodes ago, I complained about Gerald Ford? No. Oh. In Oceans Twelve, there is a thing that completely breaks the reality of not just that movie, but kind of all movies. Okay. Which is that the all these criminals, this team of super criminals, right? heist masterminds and all this shit 
they get in a jam and the way they write themselves out of it is to be like, well, you know, whatever her name is, you know who she looks like? It's Julia Roberts. And uh-huh. they, that's the whole joke is that she looks like Julia Roberts. But by the transitive property, that means that like one of the best thieves in the world looks exactly like Brad Pitt. And another one looks like George Clooney. And another one looks like Right, Matt because Day. they right. all live in the same world. Right. Right. Like, so. And right. I was like, so that's crazy as shit. Like, and, and, and that's, that ruined that whole movie. This is kind of like that. A li- I, eh, like. I don't know. I think it's really funny. It's goofy and nobody. Where that, that's what he hinges this whole. So, uh, yeah, to get into the, uh, the, the 385 club, they go in, it's, uh, Billy and Taggart and Axel and Taggart had fallen in the pool. <laughs> So now he's just wearing casual clothes. Yep, right. And he stole from the, the From a guy owner. who he thinks is Axel's uncle. <laughs> we'll come back to that. We will. Yeah, we, we need to circle back on we, that we, one. We should. And, yeah, they... So then, yeah, he's like, don't you know who that is? That's Gerald Ford. And he's like, that's Gerald Ford? He's like, yeah, former President Gerald Ford. And he's like, that doesn't look like Gerald Ford. He's like, you ever seen the man without his makeup, without all his team, to make him look, get him all made up for TV? That's what he looks like. That's what the man looks like now. He's not the president anymore. He's like, that's his Secret Service agent, meaning Billy. And he's like, and I'm, I work for him. And he's like, so, you know, have some have some respect. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, you should be happy to have us in your establishment or right. whatever, honored. And he's like, we are very honored to have you well, here. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. But he doesn't look like he believes him, no. even then. No. But I don't think he does. I, I think I, I think it becomes a joke, like a gag. Right. But I actually think it's a gag that everyone's in on. <laughs> where it just starts there's to whisper, cycle through. Where there's they're like, a whisper camp. This like, asshole <laughs> says that that's Gerald Ford. That's not Gerald Ford. That's not Gerald Ford. And then they're like, drinks on the house for Gerald Ford. And everybody plays into it. That's what they I, applaud him at the end. Yeah. yeah that that, it's that like, tracks. But I mean, it is funny. But it's just like. Wait, well, what? My favorite line from that scene is when he's like, do I really look like Gerald Ford? He's like, both y'all look like Gerald Ford. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much in this movie. They cut to like um, reaction shots, like wide shots of all three of them. And it's it's Eddie Murphy laughing and Judge Reinhold and John Ashton like trying not to laugh that hard. How unhinged Rosebud oh, is! Oh, his this? character arc is amazing. <laughs> it's it's a goodness. running gag for this movie. Is we have to have a talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, remember how he was like so in the first movie? He's like so naive, and he doesn't really know. Like, he's the one that brings like a knife to a gunfight. Yes, he is. He's a Boy Scout. Right, and now he's Dirty Harry. He's insane. He's, he's got a duster Rambo. on. He's got double shotguns. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's got, he carries a switchblade for self-defense. Uh-huh. Well, and then in his apartment, which is already the jungle. Yes, he's got um, a million fish tanks and lizard <laughs> tanks and shit, and, and all these plants. Axel's like, uh, where's your phone? And he's like, in the bedroom. And he's like, with the alligator pit? And he goes in there, and he closes the door, and the whole door is lined with guns. Yes. And yeah. he's like, Jesus, Billy. Yeah, and like throughout the whole, especially the back half, they do it like maybe twice in the first half of the movie, and they do it like five times in the back half, where one of them will turn to Billy and be like, we have to have a talk later. Mm-hmm. But it's always like they're in the middle of either committing a crime or running for their life or whatever, and it's just like, he's doing fine. He's he, he's moving right along. He's really in control of this. <laughs> yeah. But there are scenes that they cut to him, and he is just like unhinged 
He is screaming. He's got two guns going. It's very, it's really funny because it's, because it's Judge Reinhold. Because he has this, like, angelic, like, child face. Like, and he's just like, ah! It's also because he was an angelic, goofy child in the first one. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so naive and silly. And he still kind of is, but on the opposite side of that spectrum. So is that supposed to be, like... I mean, just, like, character, you know, drift? Or is that supposed to be, like, Axel's influence? Well, and uh, Axel Both, said it I himself. Think. I mean, there was a line where he said, you two are starting to act more and more like, like me. me yeah. yeah. Um, or something to that effect. But I, And I think that was the goal. I mean... Yeah, because in the first one, uh, John Ashton, who plays Taggart, is kind of, like... He's by the book, but he's yeah. also, like, a lazy cop, where he's just like, oh, do we have to do this thing? And, and it's it's Rosewood being like, no, we have to investigate. Whatever. Right. He's like, all right. And he's, he doesn't really want to do it, but he will. And now he's kind of the by the book, more the by the book cop. Also, he's, he's having he's getting a divorce again. Yeah, so like Maureen's again. divorcing him again. again. Like, and then of course at the end of the episode, the she comes back, back on. Yeah, yeah she comes back. <laughs> he says the first. I think in the first one he says something about. Maureen came back for his dick or whatever, but this one he really gets into he, it. It's at the yeah. end of the first one where he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, Maureen, uh, she came back, and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's, like, you couldn't live without me. Like it's like a real right. like, yeah. And he's like, good for you, you know, whatever. And in this one, he's like, yeah, she was staying with her mother. Uh, her <laughs> mother doesn't have cable. have cable TV, and he's like, she and and Eddie Murphy is just like. <laughs> Didn't have anything to do with mother's cable TV. Dude, your cable, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I gotta go. And he's just like, he's getting in a car but, but and driving away. But he says something like, all this time, we didn't know he was swinging like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It's... Eddie Murphy's really good in this again. Oh, my God. Unsurprisingly, I guess. But, like, yeah, he's really good in this again. He's so funny. And, like, quick. And the... Like, if you blink, you miss it. Oh, yeah. he's It's patter, like, the whole time he's yeah. doing... He's doing all these characters. He's the sweaty... Uh, Delivering explosive <laughs> arms the, the, guy. The, the sound-seeking projectile. Yes. Oh, my God. He's, he's Billy Wishbone. like Johnny. Johnny Wishbone. Wishbone. Dude, yeah. it's it's so crazy. Like <laughs> I kept writing, like, Axel is pretending to be this now. Right. <laughs> What's funny is when he gets found out by Lutz, yeah. um, he doesn't even, like, oh, uh, he just, like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. No, he I'm rolls right into the <laughs> right. next thing. But, but he goes <laughs> right. into another bullshit story. Right. Yeah, where he's exactly. like, I didn't want to tell you I was a cop, but I'm part of this federal investigation oh, yeah. right. unit, whatever. It's closer and to the truth because just... the character he's playing is him, right. but it's him with, like, jurisdiction. And then he's <laughs> right. like, it's codename Wishbone, but I didn't want to get into all that, and blah, blah, blah. It's great. And it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And then we find we realize that he has Jeffrey take the call to confirm that he's part of this task force. Yeah, where he's codenamed Wishbone. <laughs> and J- Jeffrey's pretending to interview Todd for like whatever magazine. Yes, oh kind yeah, of... he calls him at like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, oh, dude, it's uh, it's such a fucking it's a, it's a the, lot of track for this. The, the voice put on is so funny in that call. By, by Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. yeah. Well, and then the second voice put on is when he's trying to be Todd on the phone. Yeah, he's like, I'm not time for this. Like, he's... <laughs> and yeah, they wrote Paul Reiser this like larger part, and then he's he's as far as I remember, not in the third one at all. Speaking of that, we've we've mentioned all of these character names. We've mentioned some of the actors. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays Axel. Judge Reinhold is Billy Rosewood. John Ashton's Taggart. Ronnie Cox plays Bogomil. I don't know if we said that. Jurgen Prochnow is Dent. And uh, Bridget Nielsen is Carla. We have uh, Alan Garfield plays Lutz. Dean Stockwell, the great Dean Stockwell, plays Chip Kane, Charles Kane, Carlos, Carlos. Kane. Uh-huh. Like, the original, the, the Patsy. Yes. 
we'll get to that. <laughs> we kind of did. <laughs> yeah, we covered it, but we'll we'll, we'll be we'll, back. We'll iron it out. Um, Paul Reiser's Jeffrey Gilbert R. Hill is Todd Inspector Todd, who uh, it, uh, comes up in all the trivia things for this. Was not an actor. He was like an actual cop. I guess he was. I, w- I would imagine he's one of the guys that does, like, supervision stuff to make sure, like, oh, they're all wearing their, you know, gun holsters the right way. And... Wait, Todd? Yeah. He's not a he's not an actor? He wasn't an actor before the first movie. That's amazing. Yeah. He's were... great. Oh, we get, we have uh, Jan Bogomil, uh, Bogomil's daughter, played mm-hmm. by Alice Adair. Mm-hmm. Who I think was just a, a place filler for, uh, what's her name? From, from the, the first, first one. one, yes. It's a it's a blonde lady that... Yeah. Well, and she's got a very similar way of talking and a very sure. similar relationship with Axel. Right. And it's, like, a little, like, sibling-y, but also... Could could be romantic. If, yeah, if, if allowed, yeah. Axel would let it go that way. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Again, it's the heat's back on. Like, it's just that over and over this because whole movie. Because Axel says yeah, something like, much. how's Jan to Bogomil? And he's like, you know, if, if her father wasn't a man with a gun. Yeah, something might have happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. We'll get to it, but Sidney Bernstein played by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the valet, played by Chris Rock, which we mentioned. That's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, Robert Pastorelli plays uh, Vin- Vinny, the guy he's trying to do a credit card scam with. And Paul Gilfoyle plays Thomopolis, the arms dealer. And now it's time for Welcome Back to the Show. All right, welcome back. The largest Welcome Back to the Show I've ever had to do, because this is a direct sequel where a lot of the cast returns. Yeah. So we have Eddie Murphy, John Ashton, Ronnie Cox, Paul Reiser, Gilbert R. Hill... All back from episode 101, Beverly Hills Cop. Judge Reinhold, besides Beverly Hills Cop, episode 101. He's in episode 53. He's in two of the Beethovens. We mentioned that yeah, on the Beverly Hills Cop. Right. We also have Jurgen Prochnow, plays Dent. He was episode 8, Dune, Duke Leto Atreides. Really? And Dean Stockwell, who plays Charles, Chip Carlos, all three of those names. Uh-huh. Episode 8, Dune, he's Dr. Yue. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. In the, uh, That's interesting because I've never seen the first Dune. I've only seen the second, like the newest. The new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remake, yeah. yeah the, um, this is the David Lynch Dune from eighty whatever eighty. With Sting. Six. Yes, yeah. Sting and those underwear that look like a hood ornament. <laughs> it is a hood ornament. It's great. I mean, it's very it, powerful. It, uh, Brigitte Nielsen, welcome back to the show. What? Yeah, episode eighteen. Cobra. Cobra. She plays Ingrid, and we will get to that in one second. Paul Gilfoyle, Thermopolis, episode 47, Howard the Duck. Huh. He that? plays Lieutenant Welker. Frank Pesky, big ups to Dead Mike in Heaven on that one. He played he played the cigarette buyer in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He, he's named as Carlotta in this. He's the guy in the beginning that oh, Vinny right, brings right, in. Oh, right, 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 that he claims Who recognizes him, yeah. yeah right. Uh, he was also in episode 70, Flashdance, as a regular at bar. <laughs> this is a big one. This is a weird one, too. Bob Harks. He plays priest in station in this. And I guess in one of the station shots, there's a priest. Okay. Um, uncredited. Episode 70, Flashdance, uh, also. He plays priest. Huh. And episode 96, Die Hard, he plays priest in terminal, uncredited. Okay, wait a minute. He's got to huh, be a priest guy. in real life. No, right? I looked it up. <laughs> Because I was like, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, is he like really a priest? And they just were like, oh, we need a priest like to fill out, you know, he's a priest. He's like, oh, I'll go down and do character right. actor shit. Nope. <clears throat> Bob Harks came from a rather large family where his father was a salesman for oil rig companies and where his mother was a stay-at-home mother. 
Throughout his life, he was very devoted to his family, but like most people, he yearned to get out and see the world. This is his IMDb bio. What? Harks eventually drifted to California, where he... <laughs> drifted. Where he eventually became a clothing model. Through his connections, he established as a model, he was able to get into the Screen Extras Guild, where he was actually taken onto locations for the movie Bullet. This began what was going to be a very long career in the Screen Extras Guild. Harks came in at the tail end of the television western era. I'm going to skip ahead two whole paragraphs. He worked with Bill Bixby on The Magician, and Bill Bixby liked him so much that he brought him on to The Incredible Hulk, where Bob was given numerous different roles throughout the series. What? Because he just liked him and wanted him to get paid, so he pushed for Bob to get roles where he would get paid higher than a regular uh, extra with no lines. So named characters, characters with lines, whatever. Uh, after the closing of The Incredible Hulk, Harks got regular work as Bixby stand-in on the short-lived show Goodnight Beantown. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I do not know. As Bixby's career started to wind down, Harks found work as a stand-in on the show Alien Nation, and he worked on it for the rest of his career, not only appearing in the series, but also most of the subsequent television movies. Wait, who was he in Alien Nation? I do not know. A priest, perhaps? Uh, okay, I only know Alien Nation because I've only ever watched one episode and I've watched it a lot of times because... Please tell me, what is it? <laughs> it's gotta Jonathan be good. Jonathan Brandis plays a little alien boy in one episode. Oh, really? <laughs> Wow. Boy, I wonder if Bob Harks is in that one. I'm sure he is. It's the only one you watched in Bob yeah, right. Harks. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was just a screen next, and I guess he just got, I guess everybody was like, you look like a priest. Put on a priest raiments. That's weird. Last one. Tom Lister Jr., sometimes known as Tiny Lister or Zeus Lister. <laughs> what? Sometimes. You said that so casually. A lot of people know him. <laughs> you definitely know him. He's uh, Debo in Friday. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You definitely know him. Um, so he was nicknamed Tiny Lister because he's a huge dude. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's nicknamed Tiny in a lot of stuff. And um, for a while, he was going by Zeus Lister because he's in the um, he's in the Hulk Hogan film No Holds Barred as Zeus. And that's a movie where Hulk Hogan plays a wrestler that's not Hulk Hogan. He plays, like, Rip Johnson or whatever. Oh, we talked about this before. Yes. Yeah, okay. And he's the bad guy named Zeus. And then Vince McMahon was like, oh, well, we'll have you come in and be Zeus in real life WWE. And you'll wrestle Hulk Hogan. And it'll be cross-promotional, yada, yada, yada. So for a while, he's credited in movies as, like, Tiny Zeus Lister. In so many movies, he's credited in so many different ways. It's like Tom Lister, Tommy Lister, Tom Lister Jr. Like, it's like all these different things. Zeus Lister, Tiny Zeus Lister, Tiny Lister, Tom Tiny Lister. Like, it's all these. That's a lot. It's a lot of different Tiny things. Zeus. And he was uh, previously in episode 90, Austin Powers in Gold Member. He's prisoner number two. Huh. Do the sumos, what? Why the sumos hid, hidden the lady with their cart. <laughs> Still don't know. Still don't know the answer. Uh, never will. Um, Questions of plague mankind. So that's the, by far, the the deepest bench of welcome back to the shows I've ever had to do. Yeah, that's a lot. But let's talk about Cobra. As mentioned on our on our first Beverly Hills Cop episode, Stallone was going to be in this movie. They had like difference of opinion over you know the tone, and he didn't think he could do the comedy that they wanted it to be, and he was rewriting it, and it was becoming more of a straight up action thing. And when they parted ways, he went and took the script that he had made and turned it into Cobra. So it was mostly Cobra. In Cobra, he uh, starts romancing Ingrid, played by Brigitte Nielsen. They dated in real life. She gets cast in this, where she's playing opposite... The role he was supposed to play. The role he was supposed to play. Mm -hmm. 
And in Billy's apartment, there's a Cobra poster that Axel just goes and yes. stares at at one point. Hmm? Yeah. It's so weird, the, like, constant, like, I don't know, it's career cuckolding Stallone. They also... <laughs> They don't reference Cobra, but don't they call him Rambo or something? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they do. I think they call Billy Rambo at one yeah. point. Yeah. Although Cobra has an actual serial killer thing in it, but I think it's a cult. It's been a long time. Yeah, that 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 was the thing where I was, I I got really distracted when they when Axel goes and looks at this Cobra poster, and I was like, wasn't Virginia Hill in Cobra? Wasn't Stallone supposed to be in this movie? Didn't his version of this movie turn into Cobra? I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It's very strange. Inception. Yes, Stalloneception. That sounds too much like... He's like, hey, what if if you uh, took a poop on a glass table? Oh, my God. Oh, that's like his thing. Oh, wait. Have we talked about this? this? I think I did know this. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly, he's like, how about if I lay underneath this glass table and then you took a poop on it? (laughs) I want to mention, though, uh, have you seen that commercial where... Cannot wait to hear what this is. (laughs) Stallone, it's a Paramount Plus commercial, I think, where Stallone is... Oh, like, they're doing Cliffhanger? Do... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did see uh, this. Your impression just now was better... Than his actual human than voice his now, actual yes. Voice now. No, <laughs> he, he sounds more like Groot than, like, yeah. Vin Diesel does. Like, he's like... I was like, oh my god. And it doesn't... It sounds like somebody doing a really bad impression of Stallone. Yeah, dude, it's mm-hmm. crazy. But it's him. That's how he sounds now. Remember when... Oh, boy, this is so off topic. And I don't fully remember it, so it's not a great anecdote, but do you remember when he was in the midst of filming those Expendables movies and he got held up at customs because he was trying to bring, um... He was trying to bring, like, some kind of fucking steroids, whether it was, like, HGH or something, uh, into the country in, like, a weird animal severed head. I want to say, like, it was, like, a giraffe oh, head or something. I, did, I Do you remember I this? think so. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, he was oh, like... As you're saying it, it's, like, <laughs> unfolding in my head, and I, I remember this. It was like... Hold on. I want to bring these... <laughs> I want to bring these hormones into the, into the United States so I can get real beefed up so I can do the expendables. And they're like, well, they're going to stop you from bringing them in. They're, they're legal. And he's like, what if I put them inside, like, a giraffe head or whatever? <laughs> I don't think that makes somebody, it better. No, somebody like somebody was like, "Yeah, great idea, Sloan." He's like, "All right, cool." Well, like a guy can't bring a giraffe head <laughs> through customs. I put it in the igloo cooler. What's the problem? <laughs> I wrapped it in saran wrap. It's not like it's leaking. What's the problem? <laughs> Dude, it was the craziest story. So I'm not able to confirm the animal head. Okay. However, he was charged for trying to smuggle in HGH into Australia. Okay, it was to Australia he, from yeah, here. Yeah, he had okay. several vials, I guess, in his luggage. Um, it didn't say anything about an animal. Oh, because so. I, I remember for some hearing... reason I I remember something like that, but it could, yeah. maybe it was just one of those like Redacted. sensationalized stories. <laughs> yes, like... sure. I that's what I remember hearing. Something weird, like a, it was like it pumped into a gorilla arm or something that he was bringing through customs or some crazy thing. Pumped into another human. Because yeah, I just remember <laughs> being like so confused as to so then what is it are like are the vials hidden physically in it? Or is it, like, is it like just injected it full just of it and you have to, like, you have to, to re-extract yeah, you have to, it out of, like... Exactly, you know. and I was like, so then... Because, no, that turns into Planet of the Apes Part 2 or right. some shit. Well, yeah, right, because no. then who he's knows like, what happens he's with like, that? Hey, hey, hey. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Maybe that's what he sounds like that. Ook, ook. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Hey, what if I can get a glass table and you uh, eat a bunch of bananas on it? <laughs> no. You know, really, I can't. I can't. Hey, what if uh, you mash a bunch of bananas on top of this glass table? Ape people really freak me out. Ape people? That's have, correct. How many of them have you interacted with? Uh, They're well, very nice. <laughs> yeah, right. The ones I've... <laughs> no, like Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Oh, it gives me the creeps. Heebs and Jeebs. Are you familiar with the concept of the humanzy? I don't want to be. That's a real fucking deep, dark wiki hole. Yeah, Coast to Coast AM has definitely done stories I've, on humanzy. I've heard he can suck a golf ball through a, tw- a bottle a through a foot hose. You know, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great point. Let's. Can we Robert, Robert Pastorelli playing Vinny in this. <laughs> when Axel Undercover goes to meet him to do this uh, crooked credit card deal. And he's like, Axel, this is, you know, Bethany or whatever. whatever. She could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Now, I've heard that as an expression before. That's a thing. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's not good, right? Like, no, no. I, as a blowjob receiver, I, no, I would never. That doesn't sound good to me. Yeah, I don't really mm. know how much the suction level is beneficial there. There's a it's, similar joke in basketball. Um, they do a joke about the girl. It, it's like the whole thing. But like, it's like a rich guy owns the basketball team. And then like the girl who's only dating him for his money, that kind of thing. And he's like, well, she could suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. And then later on, she does. Oh. And she's like, here's your trailer hitch. And she's got like chrome lips. And the idea is that she's like... But again, it's like that sounds fucking terrible. What? Yeah, that's a that's a funny line for people who've never gotten a blowjob before. Right. Well, because I mean, I would think there's a lot of broken blood vessels involved. I mean, like a hickey. Yeah. For like, your dicky. <laughs> dicky hickey. Ooh. Nice to meet you. Oh. Hey, dicky hickey. Nice to meet you. I don't like. What do you need? Tickets? I got tickets. <laughs> <laughs> tickets every is, every scalper, scalper you've ever met is, is a dicky, dicky hickey. <laughs> And they sound like Iggy Pop. <laughs> they sound they like Jim like Osterberg. Too. Hey, man, how's it going? Nice to meet you. I got tickets. You need tickets? I got tickets. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Dicky Hickey. Well, that's a character that can come back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Dicky Hickey, you are welcome back anytime. Dicky Hickey is as relevant to this conversation as he is to any other conversation we'll ever have. He would have been very relevant in uh, Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe they literally get off on watching her suck a golf ball. Oh, like, yeah, that's like stupid human tricks is their king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like people who get off on watching women practically swallow a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get why that transfers. Right. They're like, oh, what that bottle was my dick. <laughs> my not. dick is weirdly bottle shaped. It's also not. <laughs> During puberty, I got my penis stuck in a bottle. <laughs> and it's been like that ever since. Yeah. It's like how they grow those peppers into Buddhas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They grow those square watermelons. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of us. We had we had a lot of uh, touch cultural touch points for getting your dick stuck in a bottle and it permanently reshaping. Way more it. than I would have bet on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Martin Short. Martin Short. Uh, where were we? <laughs> well, so what needs to get ironed out in this? Okay, let's talk about Carlos Charles Chip. Sure. He's credited as Chip, Chip Kane. Okay. I don't know that they ever 100% refer to him as Chip in the movie. They definitely refer to him as Charles a lot. 
I wrote Chip in all my notes because that's what he's credited as. Right. But I now that like watching it, I was like, do they call him Chip or do they just keep calling him Charles? I, I don't know. He works for Dent in some unclear capacity, facilitating. He's either middleman between Dent and Thermopolis. Is that? I'll what be he honest, is? I don't know. I, I don't know what role he plays. I think that's it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But Dent, from the get-go, is planning to have him be the scapegoat. So the dent can disappear to South America with the weapons. Right. Um, when they go to rob, it's a bank, right? The final like robbery thing. That's a bank. So Is you were a... actually right. The C and the D were one crime. The C and the D stood for City Deposit. That was the first bank. That's right. It's City Deposit. That's fucking so, so crazy. Like this, this script is like nonsense. That's yeah. stupid. It's I mean, incredibly I, I stupid. I was kidding, but I guess I wasn't. So like, <laughs> I was kidding, but I guess I wasn't. <laughs> Hollywood. Da, da, da. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah you're right. CMD it is. was for City Deposit. And then E was the uh, Elysium or whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah. um, Imperio, whatever the hell it was. Empyrean Fields, that's Empyrean it. Fields, that's it. Yeah, so yeah, City Deposit is the third and fourth crime. Yeah, it's terrible. It it's, it's a terrible crime spree. You're a bad criminal. Yeah, and so bad that it it's absurd that any of this gets this far. So they come through the ceiling, they, they do like a fucking, you know, they blow a hole in it and they drop down and they're shooting people and it's crazy. But Rosewood and Taggart and, and Axel, they're all en route. Um, there's a pretty fun car chase uh, with the armored truck getting away with only a fraction of the money. Right. Um, because they interrupted them. And Billy steals the, Billy, uh, the yeah, he goes, truck. He's like, Billy, truck. get get us some wheels. And he's like, standing there trying to shoot through the security gate at the armored truck, but it doesn't slow down. It comes through the security gate. And then Billy shows up in a fucking cement mixer. Yeah. And he's like, this is what you grabbed? This right. Also, I think it's hilarious that he's using a handgun to shoot an armored truck. Right. Through Also through a security fence. Right. Like, like I don't know what your goal is here. Yeah. That he is like just bopping down the street in a cement truck. The, the stunt man getting in the cement truck is oh, yeah. great because uh-huh. he like i guess billy like kicks open the passenger side door and the stuntman like leaps up and grabs the open door swings. window and he's just hanging and i was like that looks like it hurt yeah but yeah it's cool and then yeah they're doing like a pretty decent chase like <laughs> rosewood can't drive to save his life no no and there's lots of jokes about it the whole time. The whole movie, yeah. I think that's a callback to the first one. Yeah, it I is. I think there's a you yeah. can't drive joke in it, the first one. It's the one. banana in the tailpipe. He's like, we would have realized that sooner had you not been driving or whatever. Right, yes. Yeah, Symmetra. And like, Billy's fucking wrecking shit. Oh my god. It's pretty it's fun. Insane. Well, he's in his he's in his mood now. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, he yes. turned on. He's vibing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in an action movie now. Uh-huh. He's like, oh yeah, this is this is yeah. Cobra. I'm Cobra now. Yep. <laughs> what is he? He says, are you actually steering or are you using the force? <laughs> Dude, I laughed so hard at that. He's like, are you steering with your eyes open or are oh, yeah. you using the force? <laughs> Dude, there's so many, there's so many good Eddie Murphy lines in this. I know, it's just like amazing. Inner, like, just like shoved in the, at the fringes of yeah. these scenes. Yep. So the first one we talked about, the first one is a very open script. Like, they just were like, here's the setup for a scene, go. Right. And they let them all like do stuff and, and improvise and riff. This one is like, there's so much, like it's an overwritten script. While not being written very well, as we've discussed with this alphabet bullshit. Yeah. It's bad alphabet crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Bogomil's first name is. I don't know if we ever know it, but like... Tony. Could be. Couldn't it be that's the T crime? Sure. Or he could have gotten shot on like Murphy Street 
it's the M crime. Like, or it's like, oh, okay, cool. We know this is like a crime spree that's been going on. It's been plaguing the city. That explains why everybody's so invested in it. Like, when she when she leaves the, the B, you know, letter, I was like, oh, okay. It's different letters at different things, but they're not in sequence. It's just like, oh, this is the X crime. They left an X one. Here's the, you know, here's the F crime next. And like, okay, cool. They're just leaving the different letters. We have no idea. We have no way of predicting what it could possibly be because the letters are chosen at random. Well, the first letter they get is like ransom note style, yes, like the cut, collaged. Uh, yeah. But isn't it, is it letters or numbers? I thought it was numbers. That I think out. it's numbers and then they like decode it to letters and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know either. It's not clear because the movie's not about that. This no. is like shoved into the, mm-hmm. yeah. It just gives them a reason to reunite. It, there is yeah. no other reason for this Yeah, it feels line. like this should have either been a Bogomil Got Shot movie or a We Have a Serial Killer Man, the best cop I ever worked with is Axel Foley. Maybe we can get him out here. Movie, right? Like, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a million stories that would have worked better than this because. But, but this is like two half measures. Like, yeah, I mean, the first one is a really clear story. Yeah, Bogomil getting shot is a great anchor. Well, yeah, because it would obviously get yeah. Axel's attention yeah. and would create a reason for all of these guys to go against what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Well, and it's enough of a commitment for Axel to even come out there. Right. That's what I mean. I mean yeah. And yeah, like, right. and if you, if you had seen, if you saw the first movie, you probably like Bogomil because by the end of the first movie, you're like, yeah, because he ends, you know, like right. we talked mm-hmm. about, he shoots the bad guy with Axel. Like he finally is on Axel's side after giving him a hard time. The whole movie He's like, nah, you're a good cop. So like, you definitely have good feelings towards the character. Right. So like, that's a good hook for an audience too. It's like, right. oh, this guy we like, this ancillary character that we like, he got shot. Like, but to do it and then be like, oh, also it's this complicated fucking shell game of crimes. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's too much. Where you it's know, too much shoved into the margins, and then pretending that like that matters while they let the movie be Beverly Hills Cop two. I think where it's frustrating is the first one, the mode of the story, that all checks out. Like, yeah. why Axel investigates that crime and his relationship to his friend and how yeah. everybody ends up where they are. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, 100%. It all checks out. It's like, oh, this happened because of this. and the, It, it right. all has a, guy, a clear line. A guy, you know, uh, killed his friend. His best friend, and as we speculated, possibly lover. Possibly. Don't know. Don't know. It's not clear. I like that read, though. Yeah. Not but, bad. like, yeah. Not and then read. he has to go out to Beverly Hills to track him down. That all makes sense. Befriends those cops. And he, I don't even mind the shoehorn, like, ah, since we've seen, we're best friends now. Right. Like, it's like, that actually works for me. They're like, oh, yeah, we go fishing all the time. Like, I'm like, I like this. No, I think that actually is very realistic. Yeah. I love that, in fact. Like, yeah. when they cut, it's very early on. One of the first, like, things you see. Yeah, first thing is the robbery at the jewelry store. Second thing, I think, is Foley undercover. And then this is, like, the third thing is, or it's, it's Foley on his way to the undercover thing. He stops to call Bogomil. Right, but you see the picture in two places. Yes. It's, like, Foley has one yes. and Bogomil, Bogomil has, has one. one yeah. mm-hmm. And I'm like, it. it's good enough to give you, like, warm fuzzies. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh, oh, they're friends. Look. And, like, like, not only are they friends, they went on a fishing trip together. Right, yeah. Right. They don't just, like, occasionally catch up. Like, no, and they had somebody they, they had somebody else there. Who took that photo? Who took that photo? The Humanzy. 
<laughs> My favorite thing is um they do a good job because like uh, uh Dean Stockwell plays plays Charles Chip whatever Kane he uh he's famous for smoking cigars he smokes cigars all the time he was like addicted to cigars he played I love him he was Al on Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love Quantum Leap. It's like one of my favorite shows of Quantum all time. Quantum Leap's great. It's sincerely great. Um, but, like, he played Al, and that was one of his things was they hired him, and he was like, I can smoke my cigars, right? Because, like, I li- like literally cannot not do that. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, sure, go nuts. So he was always smoking a cigar. And in this, he's smoking a cigar. He gives, uh, you know, like one of the, the cronies, he's like, yeah, go do this part of the crime. And the guy's like, you, you, got, you got a light for my cigar? Cause I want to be like you, cause you're like the boss, and I want to be like the boss. So I'm smoking cigars now too. And he just gives him a book of matches for is it, is it the five uh, thirty three uh, three three eighty five club? Three eighty five club. Yeah. But that's the one that mm-hmm. fully. There's an off screen oh car crash in this. Yes. There's two technically if yeah. you count Jeffrey. Yeah, that's uh-huh. true. There are two off screen car crashes, which is like usually the sign of a very cheap film. But I think it's. This is very budget conscious. Yeah. This is very like, well, we won't film this car crash that will cost a lot of money because we have a lot of guns and explosions later that we need to get to. Well, and there's there's several car crashes that happen prior to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the fucking... Um, the cement truck. That's cement later, truck. but mm-hmm. yes, the cement truck is like full of fucking car crashes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is yeah. later. It's full. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm just going to Google a picture of the humanzy. Keep, keep Keep talking. No! Where's my bell? Right there. It's in mind your birthday gift. Humanzy. Oh my god, you're still looking for it. Of course. Well, none of these photos are as terrifying as the ones I had seen. No, you don't understand. We were at the Hollywood Museum, and their masks were there, and I had to go the other way. Oh, the yeah. The, the, the Planet of the Apes, apes ones. Ape people. Ape. Yeah, well, because Mark Wahlberg's ship was also there. <laughs> it's not the best uh, Not the best Planet of the Apes, either. Uh, no. Hey, Perseus? What's the fucking monkey's name? It's something like that. Oh, it's uh, uh it's something like that. Hey, Pericles? It's something Pericles. like that. I think it is, is Pericles. It Pericles? I think it is. It's very close, yeah. Hey Pericles, we're gonna go into space, bro. Oh no. Some kind of time anomaly? I'm a scientist, I guess. Boy, I kinda wanna bang this hell in the bottom carter ape. <laughs> She's pretty hot for an ape, I guess. Oh my god. Things on Earth haven't been so great for me, I suppose. <laughs> One can infer from my actions in this film. Okay, wait. I really like. I really like that it sounds like you're reading from his diary. <laughs> Dear diary, me and Pericles got stranded on this foreign planet. It's crazy here. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> this one ape looks like Helen the Bottom Carter, but like an ape. That's kind. It turns out that's kind of my thing, I guess. I looked no. all over. I can't find anybody that makes glass tables. Oh, no. I just want to watch her eat some bananas on it. <laughs> God. Well, we've got to do that movie, right? <laughs> I think we need to do a spinoff podcast that's just occasional, like, three to five minute episodes of you doing Mark Wahlberg diary excerpts. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Dear Diary Patriot Day Oh my god That's the fucking Have you seen that? No Oh boy It's something yeah, We have to do it I guess Dude, We got better ones to get to first 
Okay. <laughs> what the fuck oh, are man. we talking about? I don't know. We were looking up Pericles. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be right. It sounds right in my head. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not Googling it. Dear Diaries. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's Onset Diaries could actually sincerely be a running series. Oh my god, it would be so good. It funny. would be so good. The Rock made me feel like a total bitch, bro. <laughs> We're doing pain and gain down here in Florida. He definitely lifted way more than me. <laughs> I felt real weak. I don't like it. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be good. Oh, yeah. Also, he said something about eating a bunch of bananas. Was that directed at me? <laughs> Does he know, bro? <laughs> somebody, somebody gave a blue slip for a glass table. <laughs> Okay. I don't know how we got here. I Martin don't Short. know. There's the Martin Short train. Martin Short attention span. We were talking about Chip. We were talking about the, the book of matches. So that's a thing. Oh, with the thumbprint. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what's crazy to me... This is another uh, thing of, like, the one movie. One thing or all the things that happen at this point are crazy? Well, what... <laughs> <laughs> are we starting at Turtle Dick or ending at Turtle Dick? Cowabunga? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, okay, boy, yeah, we do have to talk about turtle penises. Okay. (laughs) Like, my brain's like, my brain's like, just do it, just go. And my mouth's like, I don't, I don't want (laughs) to. So, okay, they all go to Billy Rosewood's apartment. As they are walking in, Axel Foley has dialogue about, like, you have super glue in this place? Okay. They go in. He's like, Billy, you have a ton of plants and all these, like, habitat... Uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, whatever. Like, yeah, the terrariums, hab- right? Yeah. Terrariums. Terrarium, yeah. All these terrariums with, like, turtles and fish and whatever else in there. And uh, you got your Cobra posters, <laughs> Stallone posters up. And all your guns and all that. And he's like, okay. Billy's like, yeah, this is my turtle. Do you remember the turtle's name? Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. This is Big Al. He's my friend. Whatever. He's talking about what music he plays for what plants. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah, some of them withered a Beethoven. Yes. They all like Mozart. Everybody likes Mozart. Yeah. Yeah. And Big Al loves James Brown. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. He goes crazy for it. Goes crazy for it. So then Foley takes the super glue, takes the lid off, squeezes a whole bunch of it into the cap. Right. And then takes Big Al out of the terrarium, puts the matchbook and the super glue in the terrarium. And then he just starts talking about where are turtles' dicks? Do turtles have dicks? Where do their like dicks come from? He like manhandles poor Big Al. Yeah, he flips him over, flips starts. him yes. upside down, and starts looking, just investigating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never been a turtle, but I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine that's like fun. No, I think it's probably very disorienting. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then they're just talking about like turtle dicks for like way too long. Like, yeah, I mean, if somebody grabbed you by your house just to look at your dick, right? Like, that's <laughs> That's right. That's a lot. Well, <laughs> and like I want to preface with True. way too long is is any, just any any discussion Anything. of turtle penises is weird in a movie that's not about that. Uh, I don't, who? If you're if you're making a teen if you're making a teenage ninja turtle mo- turtles movie and you want to talk about turtle dicks, that's at least somewhere on the table. Like that's like I guess. Oh wait, no, but this is oh. Now Uh-oh. I'm what? Well, no, because Ch- humanity. 
No, like. <laughs> Such a boss. Because I never thought about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and what, where, where they're keeping it. They're teenagers. Right. There's right. puberty. Yeah. Yeah. They, all over the place. Yeah, right. And they're trying to bang <laughs> April, so. They definitely are. And she's kind of into Raph, right? A little bit. Of all of them, she's kind of into Raph. Which is fair. He's the best one. I think she also likes Donatello. Yeah, I was going to say Donatello has a thing, too. Like those are the two where I was like, that 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 could be a triangle. That could be a yeah. love triangle. Mm-hmm. But with what dicks? They got them. They're Do they? Turtles theirs. definitely have dicks because otherwise turtles wouldn't exist. That's not necessarily true. They have to. Pro- they have to. Things so- procreate on their own. Uh, well, some well, things do. Turtles lay eggs. Eggs, yes. So I've seen tortoises at the zoo hump. Tortoises are different. I know, but it's not that different. <laughs> It's closer, it's closer. How much do you know about turtle anatomy? Not, clearly not clearly enough. Clearly not much. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even pretending to know that much. <laughs> but I've seen tortoises, and to be fair, it does look like when you would take uh, any two action figures and make them hump. <laughs> yeah, just like it's plastic pieces. Right, it's just taking other. two things that don't, have, that don't have genitals, and they're just bumping into each other. <laughs> That's what it looks like at the zoo. Yeah, I don't know. I, But you said it, and then I had to think it. It's true. They're teenagers. And, like, if it's in the shell. If it's in the shell, and the shell is their home, even extrapolating, like, not that far out and being like, the, the shell is like their bedroom. What do we know about, you know, pubescent teenage well, boys in their bedrooms? I mean, it's just... Well, they're never really cleaning it. We don't really know how those shells are mapped out. We, That's they, true. They, we could have, keep their, no they could keep their dicks in their sheds. You know, You don't know. Turtle. What part, what part of the penis? What part of them is the shed? I don't know. Dear God! <laughs> oh no! <gasps> oh, what? Goodness! That's... Where is it coming from? That's the John Holmes of turtles. That's something. It's so... listeners either do or do not Google turtle penis. It's... I can't honestly. I can't honestly Yo, give bro, you an accurate. Uh, I think that's uh, shopped. Bit of advice. Shopped. <laughs> 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 the, oh, I'm sorry. It's Rick Baker's Instagram. It's a special effect. <laughs> Holy hell! And it's so pink. Boy, I'm seeing a lot of real <laughs> weird anatomy, y'all. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you're on a list now. So. I definitely am. Also, there's a lot of there's a lot of sculptures you can get on. On Etsy, <laughs> that are turtles except for the head, and the head is a penis. No, that's true. This one's got balls on its neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, that is something. That that's on Etsy. You can get that on Etsy. I'm not okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a mutant turtle. Look at this one. It's a planter. No. Look at this one's rainbow hued. Look how cute. Guys, yeah. just because you're not seeing it. Uh these are Etsy uh Etsy yeah. turtle dick heads. Oh, this is not this is Etsy. this is not what actual turtle dick looks like. No, turtle dick is weirder. It and bigger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It, it outshines some of, some of you listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know the thing about like the the the, the like oh third leg. It's literally that. It's worse than it's longer than the legs. Yeah, it is. This is uh, really yeah, this has gone off the rails a little bit. 
So you know what? Let's get back on track. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Good old Sid. Sidney Bernstein. He is Dent's attorney or accountant, accountant? maybe? Or, yeah, yeah, something like that. I think he's his accountant. Yes. He's his accountant. So they go and they're going to try and get information out of him. But it's Axel, so he can't just go in and, I'm a cop and I'm here to do cop stuff. Right. And Sydney immediately is like, whatever you need, like, I just don't want any trouble. And, like, I'll also pay, like, I will also bribe you. It's no big deal. Yeah. So it's like he could have just gone in and been like, you're the, uh, you know, accountant for this guy. We got him downtown. Like, it could have been a, a lie that's much closer to the truth. And Sydney yeah. probably still would have rolled over. Yeah, but he <laughs> I, I think the more far out I make this, the less likely we are to get somebody to catch on. Yeah. Uh, and he just walked in with a bunch of pink slips, and he's like, "We got twenty-five unpaid parking tickets." And he asked about a BMW with this license plate. And he's like, "That's my wife's car. It's registered in my name, but it's my wife's car." Yeah, I love Gilbert. Big ups to Den Mike and Heaven for Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, I love him so much. He's so funny. He's funny in this. He's funny in everything. But yeah, like uh, he's he's so funny in this. He's like. Do I have anything that if I was to hand it to you, you, you would forget about what's in your hand right now? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, like, could I, anything in this office that I have here that you could see or maybe that I could produce, I would hand to you in your left hand and you would forget about the thing in your right hand. You just forget about it. Well, 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 who knows what was there? Oh, I don't remember. Do you? It's so funny. It is. It's good. And they clearly just let him run. Yeah. Like, they're like, you try to bribe him, just go nuts. Right. Just panic. It's so fucking good, and when he and I, I, I missed his name in the credits. I noticed it this time, but I definitely didn't remember it from last time. I guess we need to talk about Axel Foley's house. Yeah, Mayor agrees. Mayor wants to talk about the house. I okay. That gag is so funny to me. Like he pulls up. Yeah. Like he sees the house being worked on. Yeah, as we mentioned, he's pulling a lot of like, I'm this guy, I'm that guy. Right. Like I'm I'm he's you know doing I'm Johnny these... Wi- I'm Johnny Wishbone from the island of St. Croix. I'm a psychic. I, I I thought you were having trouble with the case. I thought I would come I got on the first plane that came right here and he's like, Your name is Lutz. Like the name just popped into my head and he's like doing this whole thing and the guy's like, What the Lutz is like, the fuck is going on? And and Billy and Taggart are like uh yeah he just showed up and then he's like i have to go johnny wishbone you need anything just think johnny wishbone and i'll come i'll come right back and like and it's so goofy and funny well, and... also there's some line where he he goes to guess the other guy's name and i don't remember what it is yes uh but he the guy says the, like it? assistant yeah he's yeah. like your name is oh it's bickle yeah, he's like Bickle. Yeah. He's like Bickle. Yes. Yeah, and then he says lots of Bickles, like kibbles and bits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, but he leaves there and he's looking for you get the impression that he is trying to determine how he's gonna stay in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, he's looking, for, he's looking time, for a con. Yeah. Last time he had to con his way into the Beverly Hills hotel or whatever yes. it was. Now he drives past this huge Beverly Hills home. Yeah. And he under sees construction. All these people working on the outside of it. And he does that Axel Foley look where yeah, he he's like... gets out. He holds his... Uh... Yeah, well, he makes a face in oh, the yeah. car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, turns around, comes back up the block, pulls into the driveway, and he's like, where are the owners of this home? And he's like, oh, they went to Hawaii while it's being remodeled or yeah. whatever. And so he comes out, and he claims he's Axel Foley, and he's... Uh, building I don't know, inspector a building or inspector, something. Right. Yeah. 
And he's also, he's theoretically only supposed to be there for three days because that's the length of time he's gotten right. from his boss in Detroit. So he's like, eh, this is a short-term con. He overstays <laughs> yeah. it a little bit, but he he finds out that the, the, this couple's going to be gone for a week or has already yeah. been gone. And anyway, he claims that the whole thing needs to be shut down because they got the wrong plans. They're He's like, bring me the plans. And the guy's like, oh, okay, brings them. He's like, these are the wrong plans. He's like, what, they're the wrong plans? He's like, yeah. No more right angles. <laughs> no more right angles in this house. And then the guy says, it's already as round as a donut. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know these people, they get muddy and they go crazy. If they want to live in a donut, let them live in the donut. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, you are doing a great job. It all looks great, but it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, everybody, it's Miller time. Give yourself a hand of applause. Yeah, he's like, he keeps off. yelling, stop working, stop working. And they keep working. And then he's like, stop working. Would you you got to stop working. And the guy's like, stop working. And then they all like start saying, he's like, he's like, you guys have done a great job. It's Miller time. Give yourself a round of applause. It's Take really... a week off. I'll get to, I'll get this taken care of. And then he's like, could you clean up on your way out? And yeah, he's then like, he... can somebody clean some of the shit up on your way out? <laughs> and then he goes in, and he just is living in this house yep. for right. three or four days. Uh, and, yeah, when well, he has... this is where Taggart gets his outfit. Yes, yeah. when, when he has Taggart and Rosewood over, he's like, it's my uncle's place. And they're both yeah. like, I don't even fucking kind of believe yeah, that. No. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, get in the pool. He's like, I got orange juice, I got beer. He was watching TV. He's, he's talking about titties on the TV. Yeah, I got titties on the TV. I got oranges. I got beer. I got a pool. Like, he's like, I got, I got uh, swimming trunks in the in the back room. Just yeah. go grab some and and anyway, Taggart is like, absolutely not. And you know, like you're making us all look bad. There's no way that you're supposed to be here. And at that point, <laughs> Agnelon does this whole thing. He's like, if you don't get your big mad ass in this pool with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, when they walked out, he was like, be careful that deck, it's slippery. Uh -huh. Like, immediately. And then he goes into this whole spiel, and they're talking, and Taggart's like, actually, you gotta, and he, like, <laughs> slips and falls in. And Judge Reinhold, like, really, genuinely laughs. Like, yeah. it feels like a real laugh. Yeah. It, uh, I almost wonder if he didn't know he was going gonna to do fall it. yet. Yeah, I was thinking that. Um, or if he didn't expect him to fall like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a good fall, yeah. too. Yeah. It's a good, like, he... He, like, visibly slips on the edge of the pool. It's, yeah. it's good. It's really funny. Um, so, yeah, then his suit's wet, so he changes into Axel's uncle, quote-unquote's <laughs> clothes, and that's when he looks like Gerald Ford. Oh, my God. Apparently. It's ridiculous. He's wearing, like, plaid <laughs> golfing pants yes. and yep. a white turtleneck and a baby blue blazer. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's really bad. Yeah, he looks like, uh, you know, what's-his-putts from Caddyshack, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that will come back at the very end of the film. <laughs> we mentioned he takes, uh, Axel takes Billy's vitamins in their brown paper oh. bag and goes into the gun uh, club pretending. Which he never brings them back. No, he leaves them. He scams the lady at the counter out of $20 saying like, he's like, here, a guy's walking out with champagne <laughs> as he's walking in. And he goes, hold on a second. What and he's like, what year is that? And he goes, it's a 73. And he, like, splashes water out of the champagne bucket on his face. He goes, yeah, that is a 73. <laughs> and Which the guy is, says, I know. I know. <laughs> so weird. And then he goes in, and he's, you know, the, the water on his face is, is sweat. And he, like, he's, like, holding this extremely delicately. And he sets it down on this lady's desk. And he's, like, oh, oh, plops in a chair. He's, like, heavy breathing. He's, like, thank God. I'm, man, did I write down he what is He's sitting from the uh, I don't it? remember what it was. Something about explosives. The Meadowlux Explosives Research. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> name he says. Uh, he's like, uh, he's like, these are sound-seeking projectiles. They were requested by whoever. And he's like, you know, he's like, I, I just had to drop them off. Just be very careful. Don't sneeze. Don't cough. 
Don't <laughs> don't speak too loud. Don't break wind. Don't break wind. He's like, if you have to break wind, make one of those little silent ones. And like you know, he's like this whole thing. <laughs> he's just doing his Eddie Murphy patter, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go. And she's like, uh, can you just take these to his desk? Like it's right down the hall. And he's like, like it's on your way out. Yeah, and he's like, lady. He's like, I brought it from Metalux. I brought it all the way here. He's like, I just take it from point A to point B. I don't give a shit about C. It has nothing to do with me. And she's like, she's like, you know, can, you know, please, like, it's just, it's, it's on your way out. Just take it. And he's like, he's like, I have two beautiful daughters. No, no he says, his friend Bootsy got killed doing just such a thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bootsy. Uh, he's like, I have a wife. I have two beautiful daughters, Monique and, and Unique. Unique. <laughs> and, and she's like, how about if I give you some money? He's like, I mean, uh, well, you know, maybe, uh, whatever. And she gives him a 10. He's like, $10? See, like, $10. Like, twin I have daughters. Two beautiful daughters. Twin daughters. And she's like, Pigtails. Pigtails. She gives him another 10. He's like, okay, that's $20. It's shoe money for my daughters. He's holding it and looking like desperate. He's like, $5 a shoe. It's four shoes, five dollars $5 a shoe. <laughs> and he like goes, and yeah, he never brings Billy his uh, vitamins back, but he does give him the 20. Yeah, he tosses yeah, the vitamins. vitamins. He tosses the vitamins in a trash can once he gets into where he needs to be. Yeah, which is like... The, you know, backroom shooting area. It's a shooting range, And yeah. they're, they're doing, like, laser shot shooting yeah. stuff, and he can't aim the laser gun, so he just pulls his gun out and, <laughs> and shoots, the, shoots screen. the screens. Stuff, right. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. Like, he does that Eddie Murphy <laughs> laugh, and it's like, it's like, dude, that's a, that's lunatic shit. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's when he meets Carla, and she's like, you know, What's your name? And he gives her a fake name. And... Yeah, she says she's the assistant manager. Yeah. And then she immediately goes and back and reports that he's there and he's probably a cop. Yes. And uh, and that's when Chip comes out and he's like, I'm, you know, one of managers of this establishment. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you have a real nice establishment here. It's very comfortable. And he's like, maybe you'd like to sign up for a membership. He's like, where should I send your, you right. know. And so he gives him the address of the fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> that he's staying in. And like, it's just, it's all really, you know, really funny. That's one of the first time he says like, that's a huge bitch. Yeah, that's a big bitch. That's a big bitch. Um, well, he's talking to her and standing on his tiptoes uh-huh. to try to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 the pretty good. The camera just pans down to yeah. his shoes. Yeah. Dirty yeah. Nikes. Like, he's like stretching as tall uh-huh. as he can. Yeah. Um, so they from you know they track from the three eighty five club. They you know they know that. Dent is dealing with the Yeah, Themopolis, who's an arms dealer. Uh, they track him to the Playboy Club. Oh, yeah. Hugh Hefner Playboy shows Mansion. up as himself. Yep. That's a thing. Um, yeah, he, he comes in and he's, you know, Axel goes up and he's like right in their face. And Dent's like, I want this man removed. And then Hugh Hefner comes over and he's like, Hef, I was like, oh, I feel like I know you, you know, like all this. And he's like, right. it's, it's Axel Foley. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I know you because I've. I put your magazines up, and it doesn't matter. I, you know, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Like, great, got it. I just want you to know the quality of some of your guests. He's like that guy over there. That's Themopolis. He deals in guns. This is Dent. He deals in you know this and murder and whatever. Right. And uh, and you have to like, well, I I don't know him and I don't know you and I think all of you should leave. Like, <laughs> yeah. and Dent tries to be like, I'm a very big donator. You know, I've, I've made many donations to your. You know, they're whatever. donating to some kind of hurricane relief. Yeah, some like it's like a hurricane some, relief party. Yeah, some charitable event thing um, in which all the women wear white bathing suits. Of course, yeah. Well, it's the, the Playboy Mansion. That's fancy dress. Oh, mm-hmm. like white tie. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they hold the bikinis on their white ties. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> so he's like, oh, I've, I've made, you know, a very large donation. And, and Hef's like, thank you. And then yeah. they all get kicked out. <laughs> we appreciate right. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hef's pretty good in this. Yeah. It's a pretty good, like. He doesn't have a whole lot of lines. No. But it, it's a good delivery. No, because he shows up in so many movies over so many years. And sometimes he's, like, goofy as shit. And, you know, it depends on the movie. But. Yeah. And this is a comedy. He could have played it way goofier. Yeah. But he was, you know, pretty good. He's pretty fun. And that's when, yeah, Chris Rock is trying to park the, supposed to, supposed to park <laughs> the cement mixer. He's like, man, I get $10 for a car. I get $5 for a car. I get 10 for a truck. He's like, what do you want me to do with this? Oh, no. He says 20 for a car, oh, 50 was... for a limo. Is that what it limo, is? Limo, yes. 50 for a limo. And then he's like, what, where am I supposed to park this? And he's like, this is my truck. He's like, park it next to a limo. Here's 50 bucks. Yeah, like, Here's 50 bucks. Park it next to a limo. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's, that's really good. The thieves the robbers the alphabet whatever bullshit crew they go to rob the city deposit bank thing they only get some of the money that's when we do the car chase and then it ends up with chip dead framed for the murder lutz is holding a press conference yep we solved it the mm-hmm. alphabet killer is finally you know been taken care of it he, was this guy he claims he solved yeah oh he did of course yeah and then our guys realize like eh, something's fishy dent's still up to something his visa expires today or something. So he's like, we got to track him. Talks to Jan. Jan says the only thing he didn't let his uh, insurance lapse on was the racetrack. So we got to go there. He's going to do something there. You know, he's got something planned. They get there. Axel notices the same mud is on the horses as he saw on Bogomil's uh, running shoes yeah. in his closet. Well, in the oil fields. The, the mud is very, very red. It's like clay red. Yeah. yeah. So it's noticeable. Yeah, because he goes outside and he's looking at, like, the dirt in their front yard. And he's like, nope, that's just dirt. Regular yeah. brown dirt, you know. And you kind of forget about it because it's early in the movie. But then he sees it on the horses and he asks the guy, like, hey, where's the, you know, where's the mud come from on the horse? He's like, oh, they were grazing out in the oil fields. Because, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Seems safe. Yeah, totally safe. totally normal. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't own horses or oil fields, but it doesn't seem like I would let the two mix. No. They go and investigate the warehouses up in the uh, oil fields. Trucks full of guns. Rosewood and Taggart and Axel, they go up there. Billy goes in his trunk and he's got shotguns and a duster. And it's like the umpteenth uh, time that, uh, that Taggart's like, Billy, we have to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, well, because he changes <laughs> into a duster. Yeah, he's like, I've been waiting to wear this. He like, yeah. puts this duster on. And then grabs two, two enormous shotguns. Guns. Yeah. Dual wielding shotgun. And then at some point, he fires a missile off at a truck. He fires it the wrong way. I think he's trying to fire at the guys, and he fires it backwards. Yeah, well, and oh, it's yeah. a truck full he's of. He's trying to figure out yeah. like how to even fire it at all. But yeah, he's, he like he's reading he turns the instructions the off and, and doing it. it. Yes, right. Taggart finds it in a crate when they because they're like they investigate <laughs> the crates and it's like grenades and rocket launchers and shit. And he goes. Here, Billy, you don't have one of these yet. And he's like, cool. Yeah, he actually <laughs> he takes some. Yeah. And Taggart looks at him like, what? that's like, not what I meant. He's like, I was kind of a kidding. Rocket launcher behind him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then he's they're in the middle of a shootout because earlier breaking into somewhere, Axel showed uh, Billy how to bypass a trip like a laser security thing on a window, which is uh, the foil from a pack of, a packet of gum. You slide it in between. The oh, sensor. It's, it's the magnetic sensors. Yeah. Magnetic, yeah. But it this, didn't work this time. No, it doesn't not work. For, not for Billy. Don't no, Billy, Billy fucks it up. Yep. So then of they course. all get in the middle of a shootout, <laughs> and then Billy's using his rocket launcher, and he's like, 
He's like, extend from this end, and it extends, and ooh. And they're all, all three of them are like, ooh. <laughs> like, they keep doing that. And he's like, you know, press this, and like the fucking little, you know, aiming thing pops up. He's like, huh. Like, it just keeps, and then he's like, okay, point with this end, and then press this. And he hits it, and it fires out the back, and uh-huh. it blows up this truck that's driving away with all this ammo. And it's just fucking, <laughs> it's so wild. It's I, perfect. I also, we didn't talk about the scene where he shows him how to break in. Like, yeah. With, but I love that he, he pulls out a piece of gum so that he can use the foil wrapper to, like, mess with the magnet. Yeah, it blocks the, the magnet thinks it's still engaged. And then right. he uses the gum to, like, stick, stick it, it to, to the, the window. Yeah. And then he picks the lock with his pocket knife. And Billy is like, ooh, you got another one of those? <laughs> Axel's like it's my last piece, and so he tears it in half to give it. To yeah, him. Billy goes. Billy goes halfsies. Yeah, and he's so like, yeah. He gives him half, and then he looks at Taggart and he goes, none, none for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> none for you. <laughs> Taggart's just like the fuck. <laughs> so they they manage to uh, outgun this bunch of villains. Um, so then it's just, the only people they haven't caught are Carla and Dent. So Axel goes in, there's all kinds of stupid shootout nonsense. Then Dent tries to run him over with a car and Axel like jumps up, grabs a chain, pulls himself up over the car, just barely. Yeah. And the car goes like through the back wall of this like warehouse. Well, he shoots him. He does shoot him. Yeah. The windshield. Yeah. Yeah. It goes through the back of this barn and then just like. Off a small ledge and then immediately bursts into yeah. <laughs> burst in flames. It's uh, like the most '80s fucking movie explosion where you're just like, that would not happen. No, it's great. Uh, and then yeah, Carla, that's right. He shoots him through the windshield. Carla appears to finish Axel off because Axel can't get off the ground. Yeah, he like right. drops off that chain. Yeah, he's I like guess winded. He yeah, and so she goes to shoot him, and then Taggart shoots her. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Kinda. That's it. And that's, really. Yeah. Lutz shows up and he's like, the fuck are you idiots doing up here? And Billy finally snaps at Lutz and is like, if you get your head out of your ass, you'd see that we're the ones doing real police work. We solved the crime, you know. Yeah, Taggart Kane ta- didn't do it. Off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at that point, the mayor fires Lutz. Lutz. And that... Right uh, on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's his Kibbles butts? and bits. Kibbles and, and bits, yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy's insufferable, too. I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the worst. He's such a weasel. <laughs> Yeah, like, he only has a few lines, but, like, it's anytime I hear him open his mouth, I'm just like, ah, oh, I hate him so yeah. much. His body posture is great, too. Like, yeah. the whole movie, because he's, he's just so weaselly and, like, yeah, whatever you say, boss. Like, even right. though he's not saying anything. Yeah. So when Lutz gets fired, he's just, like, looking down at the ground, like, oh, oh what's, what's happening? Oh, you're fired. That's fine. And he's like, you too. He's like, what, me? I didn't, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. It's implied that Rosewood and Taggart get their jobs back. Yes. Todd is, of course, pissed calls to chew out axel and that's when we see that jeffrey's got a broken leg and he tells axel he totaled the car the well the mayor calls todd to give to like, congratulate him yeah to yeah. talk about how great of an agent <laughs> that's right he yeah. is a detective uh, foley is and uh at that point he's like put foley on the phone and that's when he like yeah, he doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah tears him a new asshole and then he's like, like i don't know what you've been doing but you better get back here whatever right also your friend here crashed the ferrari <laughs> Jeffrey tries to explain it, and he's like, he hung up. And anyway, (laughs) then they get, they cut to Foley being at the house. Yeah. Rosewood and Taggart are there, and they're saying their goodbyes, and you find out that Taggart's wife is back with him now, and they make that joke about uh, Taggart's cable. And 
at that point, Foley's like, why don't you guys hang out for a little bit? My uncle won't be home for a little while, He's you know? Like, Keep on my uncle's house. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him the keys. He drives off, and the, the, the couple who lives there pulls up. Who are you? What's going on here? The guy goes... Who are you? What's going on here? Who's that black guy? Oh, yes. That's the last line of the movie. Yes. Last line of the movie. Who's, Who's that, that black, black guy? guy? Yeah, and then they cut to... Axel, Axel at the bottom of the driveway. Turned uh-huh. around, smiling. smiling. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I was just like, uh... Yeah, right. it's... <laughs> it's wild. It's, it's not wild. an accident. No, that was... It's wild. Oh, God. When, I, one of the points in the movie when Lutz is really chewing Axel out, he goes, Is this a black thing? Yeah. <laughs> This isn't your jurisdiction, and like you know, you don't have any clearance to be out here, and this and that. And he's like, "Is this a black thing?" Yeah, which is pretty good. And it's interesting. It's a difference between the first one where they don't acknowledge anything like that. Right? No, there's like lip service paid to it, but they don't really yeah, openly talk. Yeah, it's not flat about out. No. Yeah. So this is a little different. That way, they do acknowledge it a little bit, but it's not heavy-handed or even all that noticeable. But it's still it's still present because yeah. the heat's back on. <laughs> the heat's back on. The heat's back on. Um, <laughs> No, on the street way. still uh-huh. some more <laughs> um yeah this was uh like w- watching this not the first time but recently like after we recorded the first episode so watching it so close together with the first one first one's very 90210 it's very like bright colorful light mm-hmm. sunny uh-huh. you know and the instant you turn this movie on it's like that hazy la yeah. hollywood look like it's all like sunsetty and smoggy and like overcast mm-hmm. not overcast but like that yeah. kind of and i was like oh it's a very different like it's more what i think of if you were to say like 80s west coast like crime you know sure thing and i was a like oh. la law yeah and mm-hmm. i was like oh it's a very different vibe and then like as i was thinking that it's like directed by tony scott that comes up uh-huh. and i was like oh mm-hmm. shit that makes a lot of fucking sense yeah um tony scott was a very cool director passed in 2012 he directed a bunch of movies. I've seen a bunch of them, but he famously, I think his last film was um, Unstoppable, which is, uh, I believe it's Chris Pine and I think Denzel. Hmm. And uh, Alice and I always refer to it as the train that couldn't slow down. Oh, that's the like that's our subtitle for it. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's like based on a true story of like yeah something some train out of control on the tracks and they had to keep trying all these different things so that it wouldn't crash into a town and kill a bunch of people. Oh, but it's like yeah, it's like this is a, a, a terrible idea for a movie that just yeah. sounds like it shouldn't be at all entertaining, but right. he makes it fun. Um, and a lot of his direction stuff is present in this. It's very like action centric. It's interesting when there's action happening. Uh, he lets the actors, you know, like inhabit a whole space when they're, you know, just riffing and you know doing the dialogue scenes and whatever. It, it, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I had no idea he directed this. I think that's it. Yeah, I think we uh, covered everything. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, when we see Axel getting ready to do his undercover thing, he throws a whole piece of bread in his fish tank for his fish. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole slice of bread. Yeah, he's also getting dressed that whole time, and it's real extra. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really putting it on yes. for he's himself. Got yeah. He's, got, yeah. He's, he's, like, admiring he's himself in the nice mirror. Yeah. yeah. He does a little crotch adjustment, a wink, a kissy face in the mirror, the whole thing. It's all know? for him, yeah. yeah. It's all for him. There's nobody else. There. And he's like, oh, yeah, my fish. And he throws a whole loaf, a whole <laughs> piece of bread in, and I was like, he, is that cool? I don't know. But also, you find out in the next scene or maybe two scenes later that all of that stuff is blue slipped. Like 
the yeah. suit, the tie, the the whole outfit, the car. Yeah, it's all. It's yeah. all part of what he needs right. to be undercover. Right, he's got to be this uh, undercover hustler. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought he was going to use the credit cards. Yeah, that never came up again. No, I thought it, he was using that in L.A. Like, once yeah. that guy clocked him as the cop, and yeah. he tried to turn it around, I think he just ran from it. Like, that was the end of it. Yeah, the guy who who's he's in the first movie we mentioned. Um, he was he's just like a guy buying cigarettes illegally in the first mm-hmm. movie. In this one, they give him a name, but he shows up. And he's with Robert Pastorelli, and he recognizes Axel, and he's like, that guy's a cop. And Axel says, that guy's a cop. He's like, I'm not a cop. He's like, he's like, yeah, I did time, I, you know, almost whatever. He's like, you know, a buddy of mine's in there for all that, all the vehicles you destroyed, because there was another vehicle-destroying chase in the first movie. You know, it's, it's just like, great back and forth, and he's like, he's like, that motherfucker's a cop. And Robert Pastorelli's like, he's not a cop, it's my cousin. He's like, well, if he's not a cop, he's bad luck. I don't know what he is to you, but to me, he's bad luck. Yeah, and then he goes on a whole thing about, I'm Muslim, and I can smell pork, and I know pork yeah, when yeah, I smell right. it, and it... It's crazy. It gets it gets real... Right off the bat, crazy. it's, it's yeah, Eddie Murphy yeah. just, like, firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Like, it's just like, he's throwing out every single thing. He was going to continue with that until he... He was sitting there waiting for the guy to drop off the credit cards. Yeah. And then realized that... That's when he finds out about Bogomil. Bogomil mm-hmm. was shot. So I think he decides to throw the whole thing. Right. Yeah, this is more important. Right. But yeah, I could have... I was like, oh, watching it this time, I was like, oh, did I miss a thing where he's using stolen credit cards the whole no. time? Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, but no. If he was no, just, yeah, give, just give, another give, right. part of the story. It, maybe, maybe all these were parts of the story that they thought they might have that they may have used and yeah. then as yeah. they were going they i don't know and i didn't look up anything about different... the production of this like this might have been one of those things where they took a script that already existed and then just we'll rewrite this part this will be you know where axel does this or whatever so maybe all that stuff was in a more straight ahead like actiony script thing and then they were like oh yeah you'll just riff and that's why there's all and this then, weird yeah. window dressing that goes nowhere yeah credit card scams and alphabet serial killers and things i don't know it, it it's all a little crazy but it's all very beverly hills cop it is it it, it works mm-hmm. i would say it's not quite as good as the first one but i didn't really dislike it i enjoyed watching it yeah i mean examining it now and being like wait that was the first crime was the first one we see is right, like right it's like that's a little like well that's not that great yeah <laughs> well and but that's like a non-starter like who yes started, who begins an investigation on one on this on this yeah, one, right. <laughs> one unfortunately common crime yeah yeah it's just like oh but it doesn't diminish the movie as a whole like still works it's yeah. still fun it's still exactly what you want for a beverly hills cop sequel I mean, I, I guess I will go first. Uh, I, I think this is a, this is a great watch. It's again not quite as uh, fun as the first one, but it's not far. Yeah, I really dug it. I think the cast are good. They have good chemistry. Billy being like weird gun obsessed, like mm-hmm. loose cannon in this is yeah. is weird, um, but fun. And yeah, I like I like the characters. I like you know, it's good. It's just solid. It's it's a decent sequel. I agree. I think it's. I mean, I think it's a great watch. Do I think it's as great as the original no however i think it's a really solid sequel and i feel like they do a very good job of carrying the same vibes the same feeling definitely over into the sequel you still get the same kind of dynamics you get the same comedy style Mm -hmm. Uh, everything that you liked about the first one if you liked the first one carries through to the second one i think the through line falls a little short. I feel like, you know, yeah. 
I don't know that that was the most logical story to come up with, and I think there are a thousand better options, a million other reasons why you could get Axel Foley back to Beverly Hills, things that would have made way more sense in sure. context. But it ultimately, I don't think it mattered. It didn't deter from me enjoying the movie. No. And I think because what I enjoy about the movie is the the interaction between the characters and the characters that we like that are carried through to this sequel. I also feel like, you know, it's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be taken seriously. And yeah. if you take it too seriously, you're going to take all the fun out of it. Right. So you just enjoy it for what it is. You appreciate the one-liners, the goofy setups, and you'll have a good time. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's a great watch for me uh, on all those points. I think... Um, most of the cast coming back uh, made it like, yeah, it's, it's the story continued. But yeah, I think the plot falls a little short. Um, it's a little uh, holy um, yeah, yeah. In, in, in areas. And, and you know, that's fine. Beverly Hills Cop. Like, right, it, right. It, we don't need, like, you know, uh, we need Axel in Beverly Hills somehow. You know what I mean? And they, and they did it. You know, they yeah. got him to Beverly Hills. And then for me, it was just like, all right, cool. What happens next? You yeah. Know? So um, I didn't mind so much that the the story was a little wacky. Um, I, I don't think it was as good as the first one, obviously, but I definitely don't think it's a deserving of less than a fifty on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's better than that. Yeah. That's weird. That's a really weird call. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sequels typically do get a bad rap, but yeah, there's a reason I, I for so. that. Yeah. A lot of times sequels do not hold up. They don't even hold a candle to the original. Yeah. I don't think that's true here. I think it holds a candle to the original. Yeah, I don't think... It's very, very close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's better. Well, but... it's the same formula. I mean, yeah. with different parts, different actors play different parts of it. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a formula that worked for the first one that worked for the second one. Yeah, and I think if you're the kind of person who enjoyed the first one, everything that was important in that first movie... Is in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's all All present. the stuff you liked is in this one. And so it was made for people who like the movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think sequels try too hard to uh, advance the storyline or advance the characters or right. to outdo the first one. And I think this is just honoring the fans of the first movie. Yeah, I, I do like Billy's arc. Like I said, oh yeah, <laughs> that was I mean, that's pretty great. I yeah, love but... watching him become unhinged. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah, that's really fun. I think also like sequel baggage aside, I think this holds up as just like it feels perfectly like an eighties movie. Yeah. yeah, like it makes as much sense as any other eighties movie, like eighties action movie. That's true. Like yeah. you just watch this and it's like, oh, this tracks logically as much as any number of other yeah. drugs right. or guns or whatever <laughs> movies that are excused for Van Damme or Steven Seagal Lethal or whoever. Weapon, right. Yeah. Right. Any, any of those, like, right. Any of that stuff where it's like, yeah, and the bad guy is doing question mark with drugs or guns and profit. You're yeah. like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's now true. let's go. Yeah. yeah, and I think this holds up and it feels, I think, more like an 80s like action movie than the first one did. Because the direction is, you know, from somebody who that was like part of their part of their wheelhouse more. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it holds up like that. And I think, yeah, I think it could be watched just being like, oh yeah, this is d- ignore the ignore that it's a sequel. Like, and and that's all it is. I guess that's it. Yeah. You want to direct people to your social media endeavors? Yeah. I mean, if you want, um, 
You can follow me on Instagram at Tina Dillon Art. I think I might be on the Hate Watch Great Watch link tree. Yes. Uh, so you can find me that way if you're not good at um, navigating the Instagrams. I don't know if you'd be better at Linktree, but I'm on there, too. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, it is. You just click, guys. Just click. Uh, well, you can find uh, our Linktree is uh, linktr.ee slash hwgw. That's it. And that's everywhere you can listen to us. Uh, it's where to stream the movie we're currently talking about. It's Tina's Linktree, so it's a Linktree within a Linktree. Uh-huh. And round and round. Um, you can get new episodes from us every other Wednesday on moviejohn.com. That's every other Wednesday. Please consider donating to and supporting the Movie John Patreon, patreon.com slash moviejawn. It's the only I way think, to get feet. It's the only way to get feet. And I think that's it. I think that covers all of it. I think it's it. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, guys, for coming. Thank you for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. And um, don't Google turtle penis. Or do. Or do. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know anymore. I mean, it's still probably up on your phone. I had to like, exit out. So did you hard reset? Yeah, I picked my phone up and turned it on, and that was I was just like, oh, thing on, yeah. Oh. I was like, I left it there. Imagine if Allison decided to snoop. Oh, she would just be like, what? Why? What? No, but I like that. That would be like her punishment for picking up your phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like, what were you looking for? Turtle dick? Got it! Turtle dicks, because you got him. <laughs> you found all these on Etsy. Uh, <laughs> well, you just ruined ruin your birthday it. present. It's a planner with a turtle whose head is a big, erect penis. If I ever come into some oddly shaped, wrapped present on that table, I am not opening it. Everybody's getting them this year. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, no. I'm yeah. going on Etsy, I'm like... Do you do, like, bulk discounts? <laughs> do you customize? Do you customize those turtle dick heads? I'm going to need you to do something else. <laughs> You'd probably oh make somebody's day. Yeah, somebody would be like... Uh-huh. Like the people who make them, not not the people who are receiving no, no, them. No, 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 no. Well, on that note... We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> 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 Do we all have to do the gagging laugh? Do all, yeah. All <laughs> Mine's really bad. We all sound so bad. <laughs> Only Eddie Murphy can do it. Yeah, because when I do it, it sounds like Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yeah. Well, Mine sounds like... <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Pee Wee... Uh, um, On those turtles. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Pee Wee impressions in the Half-Baked episode. There are. Yeah. Paul Rubens does come up a lot. Mm. Uh, Paul Rubens come on the show. Does he come up as much as Turtle Day? Mm-hmm. Who, who could? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could. <laughs> How far do they come up? Uh, depends on the turtle. I don't know if it does. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, man. Remember that guy came in and gave me his book? Um, Yes! And I forget what it was actually called. 
But the cover was like, oh, it's like the worst JPEG images of oh like a woman God. diving, but into a glass of champagne. Oh, listen. And um, I, I was like, I'm fucking reading this. I'm taking this home and I'm reading this. And you used to give me rides home whenever we worked together. And you were like, all right, you got to like tell me what, how good this book is, if it's any good at all. And I remember I texted you. I read like half the book in one night because it's not oh. difficult. And I texted you at like two in the morning and I was like, this book should be called Squirter Past Midnight. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so wait, after you finished it, you left it on the counter and we used to read passages, passages out it, loud yeah. to each other. Yeah, I left it there for everybody to read. And it was... Filth. But it was like poorly written filth Yeah. in a way that like... Only a man could write poorly written filth. Like yes. Mad Libs? Oh, it was kind of like that Reddit thread about men writing about women or writing as women. Yes. Or writing about women where they talk about like her breasts heaved and whatever, oh, like the way like, they were uh, these ridiculous uh, things. Yes. Advancing boobily down the stairs yes. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> boobily that's down very, the stairs, yes. That's, that's very one descriptive. Of them. I understand yeah. exactly what that means. <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah, no, um, yes, it's very... <laughs> yeah, men writing erotic fiction is, is not... Ooh. No, and all not and good. all of it is just like, finally, the penis made its appearance, which was what everyone had been waiting for. It, it's a lot of throbbing yeah. and enormous and girthy, you know, all yeah. the words they like. Yeah. Tumescent. Tumescent. Mm. Tumescent is a good one. Doesn't get enough play. Yeah, well, whoever says tumescent probably doesn't get enough play. Hey, 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 I do just fine. <laughs> this has been 